From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, seven minutes past the hour. Oh, you know what's interesting? I gave this just one brief moment thought, and then I flushed it down the um, the uh, the toilet or the, um, if you don't have uh, city sewer, what's the other thing? The septic tank, or, or place it in the incinerator, just thought about it for a quick second and then just vaporized it and that is this and you probably all have similar type circumstances negative people that the only thing you ever hear from them is if you make a mistake i i have a stalker that just uh, this guy i don't know how his wife has to be has to be canonized has to be a saint because this is the most negative, picky, just like a tick burrows under the skin and you, you just tweezers and match heated match heads. I mean, nothing burns this this nutbag out. But I can I can guarantee you had your Nostradamus of the airwaves, your pocket Kreskin not been correct with my prediction that Aaron Judge would hit a home run last night. My exact words were, I'm going to go Lou Gehrig. I'm going Babe Ruth. I am guaranteeing. How about it was crazy? I mean, I guaranteed something I have no control of. I guaranteed a home run from Aaron Judge. And they walked him intentionally at least three times in the doubleheader. I think he walked another time or so uh, where they basically pitched around him. But he did. He did hit the home run. And, you know, I don't hear from this this slime ball, this low life that, that would be right there saying, you're wrong, you're wrong. You said Aaron Judge would hit a home run. The, the person has no decency to write, hey, you know what? That was just a blind call. That was, way to go. I mean, that was, you know, um, just really uh, you stuck your neck out there for that. Uh, no big deal. But. There are negative people like that. They're losers. They're they're obviously very unhappy is what it is and jealous. Uh, but Aaron Judge did home run. He did hit a home run. Uh, he now has 56. That makes him, other than Roger Maris, that's the most home runs, I believe. I'll have to double check if Mickey Mantle ever hit the season, obviously, in 61 Mantle would have hit would have hit uh, that many or more if he didn't have the uh, the infection, the illness. I'll, I'll double check that, but I I believe I know it's the most in Yankee history. Other than Roger Maris, he is now on pace, I believe, to hit sixty six or sixty seven home runs. But I think the challenge is going to be uh, teams, and it started a little while ago, teams are pitching around him now. This is where he needs somebody good in front of him, and he needs somebody good behind him. He needs runners on when he gets up because then they have to be a bit more 
uh, cautious about. I mean, look, in Barry Bonds's case, he was intentionally walked over a hundred times. I think Aaron Judge has been intentionally walked, counting last night. I fell asleep before the end of the second game. If the first game didn't go longer than it should have, I would have been able to see more of the second game. I didn't get much of the second game at all, but I know he was intentionally walked at least one time. That would give him 13 intentional walks. But keep in mind, an intentional walk is one thing, but if they pitch completely around you, give you absolutely nothing to hit. That's almost like an intentional walk. So he's 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 had a lot of walks, but he's batting over 300. He's somewhere in the neighborhood of 118 or thereabouts RBIs. I didn't check to see if he had any in the second game. Uh, and of course, the 56 home runs. He he is the he is the consensus. I use that term sort of loosely, but. He's got to be the MVP. Now, there's still, you know, 20-some games left. But what a season. And what a season to turn down the biggest contract that the New York Yankees have ever offered to a position player in the history of the team. Seven years. He wanted, I believe, eight. They were very close, I think. Now, now the Yankees are going to have to pay a lot more. I remember saying, nobody would listen to me. Steinies, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. This guy is, you know, he's just money. So a lot of people, if they opt out, they don't take a deal, and they're playing for a new contract, they put a lot of pressure on themselves. He, he just has this knack of, I'm not even talking about the contract. This guy is being paid $19 million a year. If you look at his production versus what he is being paid. And if I gave you the list right now, and I'll look at it during the break, there are so many more players in Major League Baseball that make more than Aaron Judge. None of them. Not one. I don't care if it's a pitcher, if it's a position player, not one has produced what he has. He has carried... The Yankees, when they went into this weird slump, they were scoring runs like crazy. Now, some of it's explainable. They have a spate, I wanted to use that word, of injuries. Almost, you never see a list this long. It's so incredible. And even uh, a guy out uh, on paternity leave, former MVP himself, he's out. Josh, and I forget his last name for the moment, third baseman, does some DH. They had a team in the first game that was like a a minor league team. And then you had Aaron Judge as a DH, and you had Glaber Torres. Other than that, it was names nobody has ever heard of. But yes, your pocket Kreskin went out on a limb boldly didn't just predict i used the word i guarantee i don't know why i was so uh confident i mean it could be that he's had a home run well this string is over now because i don't believe he hit a home run in the second game but he's had a home run in like uh five of seven games 
seven of eleven or eight of eleven. I mean, it's it's just crazy. He's so locked in right now. But of course, they're giving him very little uh, to hit. When we come back after the break, uh, we reported this to you days ago. Finally, there's a little bit of mainstream reporting on the National Archives letter, which proves once again that Joe Biden, Corrine Jean-Pierre are just complete congenital liars. Because, of course, and, and I guarantee you, even though the archives, the National Archives letter, NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, even though they've proven that it was the President Biden's request to do this, they will lie about the lie. That's how crazy these people are. So we'll give you something uh, a little bit more on that. Uh, You know that something's up when the Democrat media is going absolutely mad bonkers over President Trump winning on the uh, appointment of a special master and that ruling. Look, sometimes it's complicated and nuanced. This ain't that. There's only one reason to resist the appointment of a referee, and that is because you are cheating and you want to continue to cheat. I hope that Trump actually files uh, litigation against the Biden administration for the leaks that are coming out. It's undeniable. The Washington Post, they're not, look, unless they're paying for it, and I, I know they're not, suspect they're not. They're allowed to print. You give a reporter something, they can print it. They can report about it. But it it is not appropriate for the Department of Justice to leak information like this. It's very inappropriate. And it's very damaging to the person that they're trying to make look bad. Very damaging. We'll talk a bit about that and a whole lot more. It doesn't feel like Thursday, I know. Doesn't it feel more like Wednesday? But it is Thursday. John Zarek will join us at 8. We have Deborah Hart Lung Center. I'm not going to call him the Ice Man, but he is Dr. Daniel Ice. And uh, we have an important topic that we'll be talking about today. Uh, peripheral arterial disease, otherwise known as PAD. That's in the um, first half of the 9 o'clock hour. And I'm going to be checking my email because I sent an email to my friend Todd Starnes. His radio station that he owns, and Todd himself uh, has a nationally syndicated talk show that we fill in uh, from time to time for Todd. His radio station, KWAM, in in Memphis, Tennessee, they have been all over the shooting rampage in Memphis, Tennessee. That's spread across eight different crime scenes. If Todd is available, and I imagine... He hasn't had a lot of sleep, and I imagine he's been very, very busy. But I did send him an email uh, to Todd and to his executive producer seeing if Todd's available at some point uh, to visit with us this morning and just tell us what his radio station 
has been doing by way of communicating with the public. And, oh, by the way, more lies from the liars who lie about lying. There's an inspector general report. Boy, we have a lot of work to do this hour. That is not getting as much coverage as it should. We will cover it here. It absolutely condemns and implicates President Biden in a very bad decision that we talked about at the time. We didn't need the inspector general's report about Afghanistan and people that got into this country that never were properly vetted. Remember, the Democrats always say the Congressional Budget Office, the inspector general, these are independent people. So what do you say now when they're finding you very, very much wanting? We'll be back. Don't go away. A lot to do. Always is on the Hurley in the Morning program. Fox News commentary. Crooked Hillary is lying again. I'm Tommy Lahren. Find out her latest lie next. Now is the time to diversify your investments with gold and silver to protect your retirement. Hi, it's Lisa Booth for Bishop Gold Group. Bishop Gold Group sells physical gold and silver delivered to your door or put directly in your IRA. Call Bishop Gold Group and tell them Lisa Booth sent you to receive a silver gift on your first order. Dial pound 250 from your mobile phone and mention keyword Bishop Gold or go to bishopgoldgroup.com. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Bishop Gold Group. Clinton is known for a lot of things, but telling the truth isn't one of them. Earlier this week, she fed us yet another bald-faced lie when she tweeted her private server housed in her bathroom closet contained zero classified emails. Well, actually, Hillary, according to a 2018 Department of Justice Inspector General's report, 81 email chains containing approximately 193 individual emails that were classified from the confidential to top-secret levels were found. So yes, Hillary, there is a Clinton standard, and it's a double standard. And I don't know what's more insulting, the fact that she had all those classified emails on her private server or that she now wants us to believe her demonstrably false claim she had zero. Hillary Clinton is like a bad holiday fruitcake. Just when we think she's taken herself off the table, she keeps coming back around. I don't know if she has 2024 hopes or she's just trolling us with her nonsense lies, but either way I say, go away, Hillary. I'm Tommy Lahren and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. So the national media is finally reporting on the fact. Now, it was very easy. We had it days ago. It was right there in the letter, and I read it to you at the time, exactly what they said about Joe Biden requesting the whole thing. The National Archives told the truth. The National Archives and Records Administration, they directly contradict Biden's claim of no knowledge whatsoever of the August 8th raid at former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. It's plain as day. NARA will provide the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president. There it is, kids. That's checkmate. Even you lunatic lefties that have no objectivity whatsoever are just totally Trump deranged. You know, I think I told you a little bit about this. Let me riff on this uh, because I really don't have time before we get to the bottom of the hour break uh, to get into some of these other stories, including, yes, Tommy Lahren did it. We have a bunch on Hillary Clinton. I mean, liars who lie about lying. 
they're, they're all over the place. They lie about everything. Do you know Hillary actually with a straight face came out and said, oh, no, no, there's a big difference between Trump and me and my documents. I didn't have any classified documents. I mean, how does she say these things? I vividly remember reporting to you about classified documents. And then she tries to use Comey. Comey said I didn't. Later, he came back and said he was wrong and that I didn't get out of here. They're right on the documents. And some of them were top secret code, which means they had handwriting of the president and others, high ranking people. I'll tell you what was um, very sad yesterday. Four different people wrote me about and most of them were their children. I can't think of one that wasn't involving a child. Their own child. Where basically their children have disowned them because of their support for President Trump. How could anybody ever let a relationship like this be trashed, destroyed because of something like this? How did we get this way? I'll tell you, I take great pride. I did an interview this morning at 3.30 on WABC. I was on Frank Morano's program and talked about this for just a little bit. Whatever happened in our country to you can totally disagree with someone's philosophy of governance, but yet still like them, be friends with them. And if you're not friends, acquaintances or at least friendly, doesn't have to be a friendship. Whatever happened to that? It's trashed. It's gone. I'm telling you right now, and it gets tougher and tougher and tougher, but I'm never, I'm never going to play by those rules. I'm not going to do it. And look, I get a lot of uh, criticism because I like Governor Murphy. Oh, my gosh. You have no idea the criticism that I deal with. But my position is it's simple. I can disagree with someone and still like them. And we ought to, I think we ought to all be more like that. But I'm telling you, reading, I'm going, I'm going to have to do something with this. I'm going to write an article or I'm going to do a segment about it. I got to do something with this. And one of the, one of the dads actually told me, and his name is Tom, that's as far as I'll go, uh, that he hopes I do something and that he would like to be a part of it. But he wrote a letter about how his own child, who he raised correctly, provided for uh, financially, emotionally, in every way, and had a great relationship until Trump. And remember, if you were uh, here with us yesterday, I pretty much trashed Jennifer Lawrence because I think it's abominable that she would do a foreign interview in the United Kingdom and that she would trash her own father. And again, because of his support for Donald Trump. And these sanctimonious socialist Democrats, she said, I spent five years trying to like straighten them out. Straighten them out? That's your father you're talking about. 
It doesn't work like that, you jackass. I can't imagine. I I just know what reverence I held my parents in. And when I see these snot-nosed punks disrespect their parents like that, it's very, very annoying to me. I don't understand it. I don't know how people can do that. And they're really messed up in the head. Because if you can't remember what your father, your mother, your parents did for you, your entire formative years, and you're going to let politics and the support of one person destroy your relationship and that you're willing to go public and trash your father, that makes you an absolute low life. And I, I'm, I, you know, I tell you the truth. I didn't get 400 emails about it, but I got four and I read each one of them and I responded to each one of them and they were all exactly the same, which is exactly what we've been talking about for a number of years now. It's Trump and the politics, the way it's being played today, so for keeps, people will destroy their own business. They'll destroy their own family. They'll get divorced. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on. It's really, really bad. We've never seen anything like it, I don't think. Maybe, again, since the Civil War. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio app and at WPGTalkRadio.com. Why is there a big inflatable rat at the Vineland Municipal Electrical Plant? If you go to the app or go to the website, you can find out. Also... And I'm a big fan. Chelsea Grammer is coming back to Atlantic City this weekend. We have the details. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. You know that storm system that soaked us Tuesday and kept our weather cloudy yesterday? It's still just offshore, turning up the surf, causing some tidal flooding, but it is going to nudge east just enough to let our sky brighten up today. We'll call it partly to mostly sunny with a northeast breeze and dry weather. High temperature across South Jersey, 77. Clear tonight with a low of 62, sunny and 80 tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Today on Hey Culligan, soft early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I just received a uh, a message from Fox News Radio uh, and their digital department has gone through some emails. There is such an incriminating email. This Hunter Biden, this this data that exists that the FBI had well before decision 2020. It's it's so criminal what all these people did. It's just terrible. Uh, but it shows that Joe Biden's involved. Everybody that's being honest knows he's involved. Everybody knows it's so obvious. This is 
I think it's the most corrupt syndicate in American political history. Somebody named I thought it would be the Clintons forever, but I don't think so. They must be like, whoa, we're second now. Wow. How did this happen? Also, a friend wrote me Hillary's nervous. I, I think my friend is uh, chewing on like hemp or something. Uh, hemp hats. She's not nervous. Don't don't you understand the game is rigged? She's not nervous about anything. She wasn't nervous in real time. You think she's nervous now? Come on. Quote Joe Biden. Come on, man. This portion of early in the morning brought to us in part by ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals. Rising energy costs continue to be one of the top news stories, no doubt about it. We might disagree about the solution, but we can agree to make sensible decisions to keep our home energy costs down. You can start this by calling my friends at Ambient Comfort and ask them about their $79 fall heater and furnace tune-up special for new customers. For just $79, Ambient Comfort will check and clean your system to make sure it's safe and running at maximum efficiency. You'll be prepared to get through the winter regardless of who originally installed your system. If your bills were too high last year, regular maintenance or a new system from Ambient Comfort may help with rising energy costs when comfort matters. Choose who I choose. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com or call 856-213-6586. That's 856-213-6586. Tell them Harry Hurley sent you and ask for your fall tune-up at $79. It's a great price. I've I've had the fall tune-up. It is very extensive what they do. And if you get the clean bill of health, you're going to know that you're in very good shape. And if something's wrong, they're going to tell you about it. And they'll talk to you about options, repairing, replacing, getting you through, whatever. You know, they work with your budget. They do whatever they can to help you. Uh, I wasn't going to take any calls, but when you're Tom Hand, uh, I'll take your call. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Sorry to take away from your monologue. I have a 710 meeting. Um, just a, a, a slight revision of a Beatles song. It was 51 years ago today. Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. 51 years ago. Happy anniversary, buddy boy. Uh, can you believe it, Tom? Doesn't seem that long, does it? No, the numbers don't sound right. No. You know? It, it, now, I want to recount. I'm Hillary Clinton. I'm Hillary Clinton. I'm going to challenge the election results uh, and say that uh, we need a recount on that. But it's... Uh, it's amazing. After all these years, we're still together. Yeah, and just I was um, talking to my grandson who um, entered eighth grade yesterday, and we were talking about so different what they're doing in schools, and you know, from from when we when I first met you fifty one years ago to, to what's happening in the schools today, and 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 our country, I never would have predicted. You know, the position that our country would be in there and the dire straits that it's in because I was in college, you know, during the late 60s through 68, which they said was the most tumultuous year um, in decades, probably since uh, World War II. And what's happening now is has me more concerned and um, it's just really, really 
and uh, I just don't understand. Well, I, I do understand the way the media controls things, but why people just don't look at things. I'm not talking about polarization from left to right, but the amount of um, rights that, that we're losing and what's going on in the country, it's extremely scary. I agree with you completely. It's a very dangerous time. There are a lot of things going on, hitting people from a myriad of directions. Uh, and it's a time of great unrest. Uh, America is, I think, divided like almost never before, Civil War-ish. Uh, certainly, there were, and you know this, uh, you live through it, certainly there was a lot of, of um, bad feelings during the Vietnam War and all of that. But this, um, everything that we have going on, from indoctrination in the schools to other very problematic things. It's a very challenging time. And I'm really, I have to say, I'm kind of thrilled that all of my children are adults now and that we got out alive. Uh, and Noah is doing great. And you're mentioning your grandson that's in eighth grade. Noah is a freshman, Tom. Right. I, I was thinking about that when I was talking to my grandson there and telling him about, you know, the... Um, for the Atlantic City Aquarium, you know, Noah's commercials and things like that that I remember so well. So, and just one other thing. I, I was in Vegas um, last week. I had the opportunity to go on a business trip. And I was at, um, on the strip there at a place called the Cosmopolitan, great um, property. And then, so there's, on the walk, there's all these exclusive shops there. And they, um, they had this Barbie museum and my wife's really into Barbie, so I went into the beginning of it there. And one of the dolls that they were featuring is the transgender Barbie they have out now. Wow. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, and, I and, and look, if you say anything, then they want to cancel you and you can, you're not allowed to have your beliefs. I was reading about somebody that's in jail because of their religious beliefs. I mean, how, how did we get here, Tom? Well, for, for people that, that are listening, all I did was report it. I didn't give my opinion on it. I understand. I, you know, that was, yeah. That, that, was the fe- that was the featured doll. And, you know, I yeah. was saying, okay, I'm not sure that's going to be in our collection, but, you know, it's, it's there. And you know, when I said we're losing rights, you cannot, you could have an abhorrent position. And um, in the past, you were able to, to give that position there and talk about it and people might say freaking Harley is crazy or hands crazier you were allowed to do it now if you're teaching or or some other job that that or a political aspect you can lose your job and livelihood just by giving um your personal opinion and your our our, our freedom of speech basically has eroded Tom, tom i read about a teacher this is separate to the one that's in jail because of her religious beliefs and she will not she will not go against her own beliefs so she's still in jail she could get out she just has to uh betray her own belief system but i read about about two days ago tom i read about a teacher they couldn't keep up with all these different pronoun changes and things that are going on because if you say the wrong pronoun they want to be able to criminally charge you uh and and these pronouns can change from day to day I, I told our listeners recently about the one where a student came into class and uh, told the teacher that they identify as a cat. And so they wanted the teacher to meow. 
and that they would be meowing and making animal noises and things. I mean, this is actually going on, and a teacher messed up the pronouns of a student and got fired. Gone, Tom. Gone. You know, can you imagine? Could you imagine if I came to you one day and said, Mr. Hand, uh, I identify as a cat, and I'm not going to talk English anymore, and I'll meow, and you have to go along with this. Can could you even imagine this, Tom? No, um, and, and you know my what my position in schools now is I do mental health evaluations on 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 students in you know in place programs up there. Well, even that, you know, somebody that we both really really admire. Can you imagine uh, um, me as a teacher taking that student to, in front of? Um, principal or superintendent dennis kelly to ask him his opinion on it you know yeah dr kelly i don't understand mr hand won't accept and honor the fact that i identify today as a cat uh and tomorrow you could be a dog uh, you know you know sure as hell dennis wasn't gonna put up with that kind of stuff as principal and or superintendent i mean (laughs) yeah we it's really has changed there and i'm glad i'm at the twilight instead of at the beginning of 51 years ago starting out there because I really wouldn't know how to handle it. I just wanted to say happy anniversary to you and to Donnie and keep up the, the good luck. Uh, I think this is going to be, you know, when I retired seven years ago, but now I've been consulting for four years for four different school districts. I never know. It's starting to get tiring. This, this could be the last rodeo, but you never know what's going on out there. But congratulations, and I'm glad that our relationship has grown from student-teacher to, you know, uh, sometimes helping you along to now, um, you know, we're, we're peers there. And so be, be careful, Grasshopper, and keep it up and take care. Thank you, my friend. See you, Tom. Have a great day. The great Tom Hand, 48 minutes past the hour. We'll be right back. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs. This is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs with stores in Northfield, New Jersey at 900 Tilton Road and on Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Roy, Scott, and their team are extraordinarily service-minded, and they have creative solutions to fix your cell phones. You can ask my friend Frank, uh, who had uh, his um, mother-in-law's phone serviced a new battery installed i i couldn't believe they had the battery to this old flip top phone but i have to say the flip top phone was looked brand new it was in great condition uh put a new battery in it and everything was great i was right there to see it they do it all cell phones tablets batteries for your various power tools cars boats motorcycles golf carts other device uh performance batteries They have what you need to get ready for storm season as well, including generators and so much more. Shop local. Shop batteries plus bulbs. And tell Roy and Scott that I sent you. As I mentioned yesterday, I was in two days ago. Had a brand new battery. Put in my iPhone 11. It's running fabulous. And I now have the new battery that will hold a charge for an extended period of time without having to recharge the phone as often as I was uh, because it was a more than two-year-old battery before. And only those lithium batteries can only go from full to empty to full to empty. They only have so many, you know, life cycles. Uh, They did a great job. They did it while I waited. So your phone is right in front of you. 
the integrity is there. Everything went as I've been telling you it will go for you. And I can now speak to it firsthand. They did an absolutely great job. Hey, I'm happy to report in the first segment, we are going to visit with my friend Todd Starnes. I'll tell you why when we come back. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. This Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you very much. Great one. 53 minutes past the hour. Let's get a bunch of these items in that we haven't had a chance to share with you. And, and also report, I teased it right before the break. Todd Starnes will join us in the first segment after the 7 o'clock news break. Then we'll have wide open forum for the remainder of the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, Todd's basically, I mean, he and his team, they're right there, ground zero, uh, in this uh, teenager's shooting that was live streamed, I mean, rampage. And it's spread across eight different crime scenes. I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, but then again, it's not unbelievable. This is the country we live in now. This is the crazy that is America at the moment. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. I, I, I can't believe that she did this. There's certain things you would just expect that somebody would be smart enough because she's not dumb. She's not a good politician. She was a terrible candidate and uh, all of that. But she's not dumb. But she just has really bad political instincts. And in certain other areas, she has just drawn mockery and ridicule after claiming that she had zero classified information on her private email server. And she's she was criticizing former President Trump. This is this is like chutzpah on steroids times infinity. Her lies and her words, astonishingly false, one media person said. A verifiable lie, another media person said. And do you know she actually started um, merchandise and, and capitalized off of her crimes? That's usually not allowed, but, of course, she was never charged with anything because a lot of home cooking went on. But she has different merchandise. But my emails, she makes a joke of it. So that means that it's not really serious, right? You just you just laugh it off. Like like Corinne Jean-Pierre having the audacity to say – after being questioned about the inspector general report that says that the Biden administration failed to vet 76,000 Afghanistan refugees and that they may have allowed multiple national security threats into America. Who's been saying that the whole time? Your boy right here. Corinne Jean-Pierre, of course, denies we did a vigorous and multi-layered screening process. They lie about everything they're all a bunch of liars so hillary is telling a story that she had quote the fact is i had zero emails that were classified 
Isn't that amazing? And she added that claims of exoneration by fired FBI director James Comey and even State Department members back her up on this. How's that even possible? The documents were classified. Even if later on they were declassified, they were still classified at the time. Isn't that what everybody's arguing or trying to argue right now with President Trump? And he's the president. She can't declassify anything. She said, Comey admitted he was wrong after I after he claimed I had classified emails. No. No, not at all. Then she tried to even lie and say Trump's own secretary or own State Department under two, two different secretaries found I had no classified emails. Uh, she put that's right. Quote zero. She repeated. Now, whether it's The Washington Times or many other uh, outlets, uh, none of it checked out. It's, it's just astonishingly false. I like that description. Fact check. Astonishingly false. That's Tom Fenton, who's a smart guy. The Justice Department Inspector General report in June 2018, reviewing the FBI's 2016 presidential election actions, provided clarity for the Clinton claim, saying the emails were not marked classified but contained classified material and should have been marked as such. Also, they were classified emails that were missing and not turned over by Clinton and Clinton lawyers. So, again, they destroyed documents. They withheld documents. They bleach bid uh, computers. They took pickaxes to digital devices. This was subpoenaed, federal subpoenaed information. And this is what they did. And so now she says, I had no classified documents because she didn't turn them over. And they know she didn't turn them over. The DOJ IG report explained 81 email chains containing approximately 193 individual emails that were classified from confidential to top secret. So that's what Hillary's lying about. Not only were there classified documents, there were hundreds of them. They lie big. They don't they don't lie small. They lie very, very big. When we come back, my good friend Todd Starnes, who I have the privilege from time to time to fill in and guest host his program when he was at Fox News and also uh, when he launched uh, his own media empire. Todd Starnes, Dateline, Memphis, Tennessee. When we come back in just a few minutes, don't go away. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour. This is a right of personal and 
professional privilege to present Todd Starnes, who was on the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline. Todd Starnes, a very famous nationally syndicated radio talk show host, best-selling author, the principal of the Todd Starnes Media Group, and the owner of KWAM, the mighty 990 radio station uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. And, of course, Dateline Memphis, Tennessee uh, is on all Americans' hearts right now that are heavy with this 19-year-old uh, alleged shooting. But, I mean, they know it's him. Uh, and some of it live streamed. People are dead. People are injured. It's spread across eight different crime scenes. Uh, and, and I have to say, I've always been proud of Todd. But what Todd and his team did in real time when this was all going on, and it really is the power of two-way talk radio, able to connect in real time with their community, with important, and let's not overstate the case, but but tell it like it is, life-saving, potentially life-saving information. When KWAM, for example, telling people to stay in, not to go outside. So uh, this is a real privilege to present Todd. Todd, this was uh, tough stuff. Harry, good morning. And and it was uh, one of my dear friends who is a, a longtime uh, news anchor on the NBC affiliate here in Memphis uh, actually broke down in tears on air. She was at one of the crime scenes and, and she said it's just too much. She says we, we're just tired And I think everybody in the city understands what she's talking about. Uh, Over the past just couple of days, we've had the horrible kidnapping and murder of a a beautiful young mom and a school teacher. She was out for a morning run, um, and she was just senselessly kidnapped and murdered. Uh, We've been dealing with that, which was, of course, a national news story. Uh, It's never good when Tucker Carlson is talking about your city on national TV and actually uses the phrase, why would anyone move to Memphis? Um, and then to have this situation last night break out, which actually started the night before at midnight, Harry Hurley. Um, we now understand uh, that this gunman spree uh, lasted almost 24 hours. We believe that there are at least eight different crime scenes in the Memphis area. Four people are dead. Three people uh, survived and are in the hospital, and a city is just on edge this morning. I said right before your arrival, Todd, this is our country now, isn't it? I'm afraid it is, and and I mean, Tucker is right, and, and we've been telling people about this on our national show, that Memphis really is a microcosm of what progressive policies can and will do. Uh, our city council here, it's very strange, Memphis is what we call a majority-minority city. Uh, but the black community is is conservative here. Uh, but they vote Democrat. But the Democrats that they elect are radical progressives of the AOC variety. Um, the, the city council a few years ago actually wanted to rename our, our main street in town, which is Poplar Avenue. They wanted to rename it Black Lives Matter Boulevard. And they got enough votes to do that. Uh, of course, all of the statues have been torn down, the monuments, things of that nature. And they tried to defund the police. Uh, Harry, we are down, and, and I know you know a lot about law enforcement. We're down 700 officers from our full complement uh, here in the city of Memphis. Wow. And the criminals are not stupid. They know that. And they control our city right now. 
Todd, how would you describe the job that Mayor Strickland, Chief Davis, the police chief, the district attorney, uh, Mulroy, what kind of job are they doing at the present time in your estimation? Well, we're concerned about um, a lot of things here, and I'll start with our new district attorney. Uh, elections have consequences, Harry. Um, Memphis, we had a weird, Tennessee has a weird election cycle. We have three elections this year. Uh, we just had one in August where uh, the only Republican in leadership, the only Republican in leadership, if you can believe it, Harry, the district attorney, she was a tough on crime district attorney. She was voted out of office. And the reason why is that Steve Mulroy, the new district attorney, convinced people that she was a racist. Uh, he said that she was prosecuting too many black criminals. Well, here's the reality. 99% of the crime in Memphis is actually committed by black men. Here's another fact that Steve Mulroy didn't want to talk about. 99.9% of the victims of that crime happened to be black people as well. So the true story is that you had a white Republican district attorney going out there and getting justice for black families. And so Mulroy made two promises. He's a George Soros-style DA. Mm. He wants to uh, in, implement bail reform laws, and he also wants to raise the juvenile crime age. Harry, this is a crazy to 25 years old. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> so now here we are. We've got a question. This district attorney been on the job for, what, three days? I'm sorry, eight days now he's been on the job. And I want to be fair. You got to give the guy a chance to, to, you know, to prove himself. But he's going to have to determine right away whether or not to charge this 19-year-old as an adult or as a juvenile. And the guy who kidnapped and murdered, he's going to have to figure out: Do we go for the death penalty here? So you're going to, Todd, you're going to learn how radical Steve Mulroy is or isn't, because if he be the nature of this type of rampage, I don't know. In any normal world, only a bizarro world, would there even be a debate? Would be like, oh my gosh, I have to really, I have to think, I have to process and think so hard about this. That would always, 100% of the time, someone below majority age would still be tried as an adult. But that's still in doubt, isn't it? It, it is, gosh. but it gets worse. Okay. It gets worse, Harry. Uh, Mayor Jim Strickland is a Democrat, and he is, um, uh, you know, an old-school Democrat. Uh, he and I have not gotten along in the past, but he's done good things for the city. Uh, downtown development, uh, turning Memphis into a sports destination. And the mayor last night, I thought, was truly mayoral. He came out with guns blazing um, and blasted uh, the court's blasted the judiciary because ultimately they're responsible for what happened on Friday with the kidnapping and they're responsible with what happened last night. Um, turns out, first of all, the kidnapper, he was sentenced to 24 years in jail. He only served 20 because of good behavior and going to classes. They shaved time off of his sentence. Had he actually, and he was being, he was serving time for kidnapping, he stuffed an attorney in the trunk of a car during a carjacking. Fortunately, the attorney escaped and was able to live. Um, this guy should have been in jail. And had he been in jail, the school teacher would be alive. We now know last night that the 19-year-old had been arrested 
and charged with um, with attempted murder in 2020. He had been sentenced to get this only three years in prison, Harry, for attempted murder, and he was set free after 11 months in jail. So you've given two examples, devastating examples that are very, very fresh, hours, days old, of people that should have still been in jail. They shouldn't have been available to commit the crimes. This is the byproduct of woke, broke, joke, uh, Democrat, socialist philosophy here. That's it, Harry. And we're ground zero. Uh, it's This is the reality. Uh, Memphis is a beautiful town. Uh, it's, you know, it has an incredible music scene, you know, food scene, um, history, Elvis. I mean, the whole nine yards. Even Justin Timberlake is from Memphis, Tennessee. Todd, Todd, my wife Margie, who you know, uh, remember you had RFB, room, food and beverage, comp privileges and a butler. And you, you charged one cheeseburger and one croissant and one cup of coffee. Uh, it has to be the uh, the smallest officer check uh, in, in the history of the Atlantic City Casino market. My wife Margie and I, and this was before these terrible events, I could only imagine he would have said something about this had it been after. We went to see Mark Cohn, who you know of, and maybe you even know him, walking in Memphis fame. Uh, I'm, I, that song's in my head right now because he just sang it to us uh, just last week. And uh, that's where you are. And that's where all this just happened. Yeah, uh, it was surreal. Last night I was I was at home. I was in my home. Um, I guess it was around six and uh, got a call, got an alert, rushed to the station because normally we're in syndicated program. We carry Lars Larson, Bill O'Reilly and then Rita Cosby in the in the late night and um, started trying to reach out to our staff just to see if everybody was okay. I mean, people were getting shot and carjacked all over the city. Um, the guy walked into an auto zone, and he's Facebook live streaming all of this, Harry, and we've got the video up on our website. It's graphic. Um, shoots a guy, just walks right into an auto zone, Facebook live, shoots a guy. That guy is actually, he survived. Um, he's He's been in surgery for most of the night. Uh, but, you know, again, four other people did not. But we're calling the staff. Uh, people, you know, Grace Baker uh, was at the dog park. And um, she comes rushing in. Um, we are news anchor. People were coming in from all over the city. Uh, we're taking calls. You know, we have it's state fair time. Everything was on lockdown. We had the ball game in downtown at the ballpark. All, everybody was put on lockdown, moved to secure locations, restaurants in town. The entire city of 1.3 million people, Harry, was entirely put on lockdown as the police tried to search for this guy. And this went on for hours and people were calling in. Um, one of our city councilmen called in and said, I'm in my home with my wife and my child and a gun in my lap. Wow. Wow. It doesn't get any more real than that. And again, I, I default back to the power of live local two-way talk radio where you were able to impart critical information to people in real time. It doesn't get any more important than that, does it, Todd? That's what it's all about. And, Harry, that's one of the reasons you know, I bought a radio station in my hometown. And You know, we, we talk about, you know, um, 
how much we love Memphis, and and I do love Memphis. It's a great town. Born and raised here. Got you know or, or learned my values here. Um, just like you love Atlantic City and and South Jersey, uh, it's a great place to raise a family. And and nobody wants this. Um, black, white. We we all want to be able to go to the park with the kids and not have to worry about wearing Kevlar. Uh, we want to be able to go to the grocery store or get gas without worrying about getting carjacked. Do you think this is enough, Todd? That this whole wokeness that's been going on, where there's finally a breaking point. And we've seen these woke DAs be uh, recalled successfully and almost Gaston should have been uh, recalled. That was just uh, unfortunate because I think he would have been thrown out as well. Do you think people have finally had enough and this whole defund the police and coddling criminals and treating the criminals better than you do police officers and your own citizens? Do you think that that has worn out its welcome? I hope so. Um, and the reason I say that, Harry, is our governor is a Republican of the rhino variety, Bill Lee. Yeah. Um, this past legislative session, uh, the Republicans passed through the Truth and Sentencing Act, and that would actually have prevented these last two incidents. You, you're sentenced to 25 years, and it's, it's specific for about 40 violent crimes. We're talking about, we're not talking about jaywalking. We're talking about violent crimes. 20 year sentence for murder, you're serving every single minute of that 20 years. The governor refused to sign that legislation. He is a supporter of rehabilitation. Well, the reality is the guy last night had been in and out of jail since he was, you know, a young kid. Um, the guy who kidnapped um, started out his criminal career as an 11 year old by raping someone so you're dealing with some pretty bad people that were out there so the, the issue and the reason i'm concerned harry is i'm not sure all republicans are even on board with this wow this is crazy so actually you won't be surprised if district attorney steve mulroy charges um this 19 year old teenager his name escapes me but i don't usually say their names anyhow uh you wouldn't be surprised if he charges him as a minor? I would not be surprised, but I, I don't think he's going to. And and again, I I think the, the heat, the level of attention, but what's so interesting, Harry, is he's about to do the same thing he accused the white district attorney of doing, which is prosecuting a 19-year-old black guy as, as an adult. So is he a racist? That's right. There you go. I mean, that's the question. Uh, so, and, and last night at the press conference, which was about midnight, uh, which was one o'clock your time, uh, the district attorney actually mentioned things like rehabilitation and his comments. My goodness. The entire city's a war zone and they're, and they're looking after the, the welfare of the criminals. Closing. Let me give you, uh, whatever time you need for a closing comment relative to how are things now and what are just your general thoughts about the, the state of uh, Memphis, Tennessee right now in light of this? So I live in the affluent, it's an affluent suburb, it's called Germantown. And we have one of the best police forces. We have a fully staffed police department. I'm coming home last night, Harry, all of a sudden the power goes out across much of the city. I'm driving home in the dark. I go over the hill, the crest of the hill into Germantown, and I see just a sea of blue lights. You're not gonna believe this, 
somebody in the course of all of the chaos went and did an armed robbery at the Wendy's hamburger store in my neighborhood. It's just, you throw your hands up in the air. And it's just a crazy time in America right now where the criminals know they have the upper hand. The only way we're going to be able to fix this is for people to get out and vote. Here in Memphis, that August election I told you about, Harry, only 25% of registered voters bothered to go and do their civic duty. So elections do have consequences, but... Do you you see, I know I'm I'm holding you longer than we said, do you see, Todd Starnes, any implications in terms of congressional races that perhaps may have gone one way, but now could flip the other way? Is there any type of geopolitical influence from something like this? Could be. Um, Steve Cohen is up. Well, Steve Cohen is the Democrat. He represents half of Memphis, the Republican David Kustoff. Um, and they're, they're both very safe, I think. But it could, you know, if they're, if the Republicans muster the courage and actually target Steve Cohen on this particular issue, uh, they could have a fighting chance here. But I, I think from that standpoint, I think things are not going to change. Uh, it'll be status quo. Todd, it was an honor to present you, my friend. Well, Harry, you know, we love you. And, of course, you fill in on a regular basis on the national show. And we're just big fans of what you guys are doing at WPG. I mean, it's just great radio that you guys do. And and we try to do that down here uh, with a little bit of a southern accent. KWAM, the Mighty 990, owner Todd Starnes of uh, Todd Starnes Media Group nationally syndicated talk show host one of the most important talk show hosts in america and and more importantly a great friend thank you todd harry thanks take care now you too on very little sleep todd uh agreed to come on with us sean hannity is up we will be right back it's hurley in the morning your morning cup of sean this is the sean hannity morning minute why are you going to make the iranian mullahs rich again Like up until last year, you were making Putin and Russia rich again so they can start wars in Ukraine. Uh, Why are you going to make the Saudi Arabia rich again, OPEC nations rich again? Why would you make Venezuela rich again when we have all the natural resources here? This is your Green New Deal socialism. This is so after 4 p.m., pre-cool your home. Oh, okay. What do you do if you have that electric car they were telling you to buy? How are you going to charge your car if you don't get home before 4 p.m. to charge it? And by the way, where does the charging come from? 90% of the electric grid is fossil fuel related. The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, we all know ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know you can train without ammunition at your house using Mantis X? The Mantis X Firearms Training System is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. Now, it simply attaches to your own firearm like a weapons light, and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. Now, the Mantis X has improved my shooting dramatically and is a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you must also act on your Second Amendment responsibility to be confident 
and competent in your shooting ability. Now, start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get your Mantis X now when you go to MantisX.com. That's one word, Mantis X. We're investing. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. It is approaching 30 minutes past the hour. We obviously ran super long in the interview that we did with National All-Star Todd Starnes. But I thought it was that important because you literally had the perspective of a media owner, a radio station owner in the market. It's what I love so much about our job, the, the friends that we have. I mean, think about that. We had someone that is right where this happened. I mean, it, in terms of imparting important information, it just doesn't get any better than that. So I, I kept Todd longer than I thought we would, but I'm glad that we did. Uh, let me share one item, then we'll get we'll catch up right now with the bottom of the hour break, and then we're going to open up the phone lines. I hope you'll check in. Call now at 609-407-1450, wide open forum, until the top of the hour. A Harvard University fellow told CNBC just a couple of days ago that an increasing number of Americans, quote, simply can't afford to buy food and are forced to, quote, start stretching out grocery payments. How many times have you heard me tell you that? This is what's happening when they're lying and trying to tell you Joe Biden's poll numbers are improving and and all these lies that they just keep telling. There are millions of Americans that can't afford to buy food that are making decisions about gasoline or food, that are making decisions about putting their food purchases on credit cards. It's a disaster. Listen to this. A recent survey reported that roughly two-thirds of American consumers have expressed concerns about how to afford groceries amid high inflation rates. You have people that are using buy now, pay now, or buy now, pay later options, uh, doing whatever they have to do to feed their families, to feed their children themselves. Quote, the fact that there's a large number of Americans that simply can't afford to buy food highlights the desperation that this economic climate has created. Quote, once people start stretching out grocery payments, it shows the height of personal desperation. And this individual was saying that people could, quote, overextend themselves and noted that, quote, for someone who has the ability to pay, this is an interest-free loan. They're talking about some of these things where if you buy it now and you pay the whole thing off, but the problem is most people buying it like that don't have the money to pay it all off and then you wind up with the buy now pay later concept of it costing you a whole lot of money all right we'll be back don't go away your calls continue right after the break you'll be first up when we come back it's the hurley in the morning program this is the town square new jersey info and weather network 33 minutes past the hour harry hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the wpg talk radio 95.5 app why is there a big inflatable rat at the vineland municipal electric plant go to the app go to the website we've got the story 
Kelsey Grammer, who I just absolutely think he's fantastic, is coming back to Atlantic City this weekend. Check that out. And we had many to choose from. The third one we picked, a Penn State student from New Jersey, has admitted to raping a fellow student, but he can't remember it. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. You know, the gloomy weather was a nice change of pace from our scorching hot summer. But now it's time for blue skies and warm temperatures to return. We'll go from partly to mostly sunny today. Prominent northeast breeze, dry weather, high temperature reaching for 77. Clear and comfortable tonight, low of 62. Tomorrow, sunny and seasonably warm, high of 80. More sunshine in 81 Saturday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions about Medicare? For WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. To your calls at 609-407-1450 in just 30 seconds. This is Harry Hurley. As a nurse dad, what Comfort Keepers does is very important and personal to me. They have elaborate training, and I know that Comfort Keepers will succeed in giving you and yours peace of mind because you'll know that your loved one is in the care of experienced professionals who love what they do. For these reasons, I unconditionally endorse Comfort Keepers because I approve of their vision and I trust them to care for your loved ones. Call Comfort Keepers at 609-277-7855. That's 609-277-7855. They're on the web at comfortkeepers.com. Please tell Comfort Keepers that Harry Hurley sent you. 609-407-1450, wide open forum begins. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Morning, Harry. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I owe you an apology. What? What for? Are you an apology. What for? Well, I made you a promise years ago that on the 29th of September, I would call you and remind you of something. You know what was significant about the 29th? Oh, forgive me. I You have to tell me. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, the actor. Correct. And, and he and I... Go ahead. And I said... You and I had a conversation about how fantastic Gene Wilder was as far as an actor was. Oh, yeah. To you and I, he was like, to me, he was, one, he was one of the real creative geniuses of acting. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal actor, without a doubt. No doubt about it. I, I And, you know, you see these other things like uh, Johnny Depp playing Willy Wonka. I mean, nobody, nobody could touch that role. There are certain roles that people become so iconic playing them that anybody that follows is just not they don't they don't live up to it uh i'm a huge fan whether it was young frankenstein or willy wonka or many other examples uh gene wilder was really a comedic genius but he also could dramatically act as well very very good no doubt about it and 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 actually and I, I didn't know him but seemed to be an awesome husband and loved his wife, it seemed, uh, for, for those who don't remember, uh, Gilda Radner. Uh, yeah, now what What about the 29th of September, though, uh, which we haven't even hit that yet, uh, but uh, what about that date is significant? Well, 
what happened was that was the date that he passed away in August. Oh, August 29th, not September 29th. No, I'm sorry. I'm staggering. It was August the 29th. Oh, okay, now I get it. That Yeah. <laughs> When you said that something about, you know, I mean, apology for something on September 29th, and I'm figuring, hey, it's September 8th, August 29th, I got gotcha. you. How long did he live? Do you recall? How old was Gene Wilder when he died? Don't know. How old was Gene Wilder when he died? I'm getting us help. A, I don't know. I'm getting us help. 83. 83 years old. He he died on August 29th, 2016. Two-time Oscar nominee, but never won. Can you believe that there's there's these phenomenal actors that never have gotten an Academy Award, and you look at these bums that have them. It's just so it's so ridiculous. Oh, it's a disgrace. All right, now I got the, let's get serious for a second. Okay. Uh <clears throat> As has come to my attention, we have three major problems in Washington. One, we have a president who doesn't know what day he's on, yeah. where he's at. Yeah. We have a vice president who doesn't know where the border is. And we have Pelosi, who wants to be God. So between the three of them, this is a real fiasco when it comes up to the midterms. Well, here's the thing. Let's, it's like bowling pins. We've got to knock them down one at a time. Pelosi's going to be gone. She's already angling to be the ambassador from Italy, which Biden has been leaving open. Uh, so she'll be gone. Great news, right? The other two, though, unfortunately, you know, they get a four year term to wreak their havoc. Uh, they have to be dealt with two years from now. That that's the uh, that's the old expression. Todd used it in the last segment. I use it a lot. Elections have consequences and we're paying for them. Have you noticed, my friend? that they're hiding Kamala Harris now? You don't hear from her anymore. They don't even put her out. Have you noticed? She's a ghost. No, but think about it. She was out there doing these repetitive speech, weird things, just really making a mess of everything she ever said, did, or touched. Uh, You don't hear from her. You don't see her anymore. They have her hidden now. Well, she's a... a She's a liability to herself and to the, and to the uh, party itself. Yeah, well, she's a liability to the president. She's a liability, to, absolutely, to the Democrat Party. And remember, Democrats don't think too much of her either. She got less than 1% uh, for the short while that she was in the race for president. She's not well thought of uh, anywhere. She's not well thought of with staff. She is uh, a terror to work for, I've been told. And you look at the turnover that she had in California and now as vice president, And if the media, they reported a little bit about it, but they could absolutely turn her into a monster before the American people. And they choose not to do that because they're keeping her as viable as they can. All right. Here's the other subject. Okay. The electric electric car scenario. Yeah. A good good friend of mine is an electrical engineer. I talked to him. I talked to Ed the other day. I said, Ed, what are the probabilities of the electric cars being produced on mass production by 2035 that they want in California? And he said to me, he said, that's about as much chance as you, as much, you have, they have as much chance of that 
as you become an astronaut. I said, well, well, I'm going to go with you that I, I would I would vote for you to be the next astronaut before that's going to happen. Let's let's cover what's actually going on. And it's not just all gone, all combustion engine automobiles gone by the year 2035. A big chunk of it needs to be gone in three years and a nice big chunk a few years after that, like two thirds. And then finally, 12 years from now, everything, every gasoline car would be illegal in California. Let's remind everybody, my friend, that just this week, they're telling people you can't charge your car. Don't use any electricity between 4 p.m. on. Uh, They can't handle what they have now. How would they handle the entire state? And oh, by the way, while we're at it, 17 other states without doing any of their own due diligence signed on to the same thing by the year 2035. It's impossible. It won't happen. I hope I'm still here to be able to tell people, remember that joke we told you 12 years in advance could never happen. It's impossible for us to go completely electric cars by 2035. It's not possible. I laughed my ass off yesterday when I saw the thing on TV with the coal miners pushing the electric car up the street when the guy lost all power. There you go. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, now there's there's a story within a story. Yeah, he's got a paperweight now, and then they tell you when you can charge again. It really is about control. They want to control you. They want to control everything. They tell you you can't have a gasoline car, and then they tell you to not charge your electric car. Now, come on. Well, I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital on the, the 29th of September, and I didn't get around to, to calling you. And I said, damn it. Sorry. And the nurse said, what's the matter? I, I said, she said, what's the matter? I said, I was supposed to make a phone call, damn it. She said, well, you want me to get to a phone? I said, no, I don't want to call somebody from the hospital bed. She said, you sure? I said, yeah. So well, this is we, my return phone. We, made, we, we had the call today. That's all that counts. No worries. Uh, question, question for you. Yeah. Who would you pick if Trump decides not to run? In the election of 2024, or his decides to step out of the arena, who steps in as the most powerful person of the Republican Party? Simple. 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 I'm ready to answer. I don't need any more uh, preamble to the question. Uh, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is the second best candidate for the Republican Party if Trump steps out then Ron DeSantis will step up and he will win. That's why that's why I work so hard to try to convince Republicans don't start fighting about Trump and DeSantis because things have a way of working themselves out. And there's no reason for Republicans to be fighting with each other. You have to be with Trump or you have to be with DeSantis. It's not a zero-sum game like that. If Trump runs, Trump will win the nomination Trump will win the presidency. I have no doubt about that. If for some reason he doesn't, and I I really don't see a scenario where he does not run, he's running. But if he doesn't run, DeSantis will, and will be just fine. Well, notice I didn't even have to hesitate. The answer is there. The truth is self-evident. And I wish everybody would take the approach that I'm taking. 
I'm a Trump guy, but if Trump doesn't run, I'm not on the hate DeSantis bandwagon. They want DeSantis supporters to hate Trump supporters and Trump supporters to hate DeSantis supporters. That's stupid. Makes no sense. It helps Democrats. Yeah, he's my second choice. And that's, uh, you know, for for this stage of his career, uh, he couldn't be doing better. He's on the move. Keep in mind, I don't believe it, but there's a poll that he's only three points ahead of Charlie Crist. He's got to win governor. You know, people are talking about running for president. He's you got to take care of the business at hand before you can take care of the uh, trying to seek a promotion. Uh, he'll win in Florida, but he, he's got to keep his eye on that. Now, last question. What do you do with Hillary Clinton? Oh, you just ignore her. She's a joke. Uh, the fact she says she's never running again almost tells me she's running. You wait and see. When Joe Biden finally announces he's not running for president, he says something like, I really intended to run, but I'm not going to. I'm going to put the country first. They'll come up with some slop to explain it. But uh, you ignore her. She's a joke. She's lying that she didn't have classified documents on that toilet server of hers. She had hundreds, like 190 some classified documents. Uh, she's a nightmare movie that the 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 villain never the never never leaves, never dies. Uh, but remember, with people like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, everything they say, the exact opposite is true. The fact that she says she's never running for president again means she's angling to run for president. Well, thank you for your time, sir. Good to talk to you. I'm glad we had this conversation. I enjoyed it immensely. Be well. 51 minutes past the hour. You'll join the program next. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Panda. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I just received an update. Uh, I get a lot of these from Fox News, and they're saying that Queen Elizabeth's doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health. Buckingham Palace has made this public, and they are recommending that she stay under medical supervision. This I'm, I'm reading between the lines, but I I think that we're going to see finally Charles is going to become king as a very old man. But she has served more than 70 years. I don't know that that think about it to serve 70 years. You have to live a long life to serve 70 years. You have to get the the uh, the job, if you will, the appointment uh, very young, which she did. You're not going to see 70 years ever again. They're saying things I don't like to read. The queen remains comfortable at the castle. I don't know if it's pronounced Balmoral, Balamor, whatever it's pronounced, Balmoral. Uh, the queen is 96 years old, and she celebrated her platinum jubilee earlier this year. I saw her greet the new prime minister, and 
her right hand, I mean, it was completely blue. So there's that. Look, I'm not a doctor, but you know, that's not a healthy look. You want a nice, healthy flesh color. You don't want all blue where that's just showing that, you know, there's a significant circulation problem. Something's not something's not good. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Harry. Hey. It's Ron Galanza. Um, I just wanted to know, what. why haven't we heard about the Margot um, uh, videos that Trump had in the um, House? Why, why doesn't he come out and show what the FBI actually did? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, Ron. Uh, maybe he's waiting. Uh, maybe he never will. Uh who knows? Uh, if the FBI was heavy handed. Now, here's what they knew. They came in guns blazing and they said, turn the cameras off. And they know that the cameras did not get turned off. So they had to figure every inch, every inch they walked, everywhere they went, they were under surveillance. So there's probably not much uh, interesting on the video. I mean, if you knew if you knew you were being videotaped. You would make sure you didn't step out of line, that you didn't say anything crass, uh, that you didn't look, you know, a certain way. Uh, th- it could be that the uh, video is very unremarkable. Yeah, and, and also with the electric cars, you know, for for the last few years, I was going to say all the problems that they're having with the grid. How in the heck can Biden even think of? pushing these EV cars so much. I know, that's the point. What we should do, and Jeff Andrews got it just right. The man has a windmill on his property. He has a solar panels on his house. He's got credibility. I believe in alternative energy, but it's a supplement. You you can't power the country. And look at how they don't talk about how they strip mine, how they use coal and other means to make the electricity. There's just so many things that they're dishonest about. It's a, it's a total fake out. It's like everything they do. It's a big lie. It's a big scam. They want to control people's lives. That's what it's all about. It won't work. And, and the good news is, Ron, it won't happen. Uh, I liked your call. I liked it a lot. I thought we packed in a lot in a couple of minutes. John Zarek is next, or I would love to continue to take your calls. Uh, we will have open forum from 940-ish until Brian Kilmeade. So I hope you'll have an opportunity, anybody we missed now, that you'll have the opportunity to check back. John Zarek is next on Hurley in the Morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. We'll take it. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Very pleased to report John Zarek is here. He's a wonderful man. And I know our listeners love John because I hear it all the time. John Zarek is the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters for the Hurley in the Morning program. Every Thursday during the 8 o'clock hour, the law offices of John Zarek presents 
Smart Law with John Zarek. The law offices of John Zarek, they focus their efforts on criminal defense law. Their goal is to provide you and yours with the very best legal defense. You can reach John and his incredibly effective team at 609 and hardworking, by the way, 609-641-2266, 609-641-2266. John, it feels like Wednesday, but it really is Thursday. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. It's uh, so good to be here today. Great and to so have you. so quick. Yeah, I know. In the week. Yeah, feels great. Right. right. Yeah. What's happening? Well, Harry, the... Well, the the main cause of concern is uh, the problem in Congress about the Ukraine aid. Uh, they there are some. The, the, what the Democrats have done is uh, the the Ukraine aid is uh, is pure. Uh, there's really no opposition to that in either party. Uh, no significant opposition. There's always a. Uh, you know, a screwball out there that's going to object, but right, which is indefensible, I think. But they, they, you know, what they do though, John, they attach it to other things, and then they create problems. Yeah. So what the, you know, what the Democrats are doing is they attach the uh, pure aid, which is the Ukraine aid, um, absolutely needed. Um, again, this is World War Three. Uh, the the Russians are attacking into NATO territory because remember even though Ukraine was not admitted into NATO they they were close and working on it and this attack really was in my opinion an attack on NATO um, they the Russians invaded uh, to prevent Ukraine from joining NATO and also to um destroy it and make it uh and occupy it so that uh, there was no question about ukraine joining nato if there's no government there that can that can sign the treaty then they're not in nato so this is uh essentially world war three i can tell you uh having been in poland uh with regard to this issue um specifically with regard to the war there is no question in any poll's mind, and I mean anyone, that uh, if you is successful in Ukraine, he will next attack Poland. Uh, whether they're, they're in NATO, not in NATO, you know, uh, I know all the logic against it. I'm talking about the people on the ground who have dealt with the Russian-Polish conflict. And John, John, if they do that, though, then we are talking uh, World War Three. I, I believe that you, you can make the case, as you did in your opening comments, that it already is. But if Putin doesn't mind going after NATO countries, NATO, everybody signs on that you know one's attacked, all are attacked. He will he will be absolutely creating unambiguously World War Three at that point. Sure. Well, uh, there. What he could do is, you know, challenge Poland around the border, um, claim that uh, that he's rescuing people. The same thing, uh, but not have a full scale out and out war. But 
essentially begin the war and and hope and believe um, that, in other words, if Russian troops incurred, let's say they had Ukraine and had Ukraine sized up, if they incurred um, 10 miles, 20 miles, something like that, and stayed put and say, this is all we're going to do, are we going to launch nuclear weapons over that? What did President Biden say? You're good at this kind of stuff. I, I sometimes forget these uh, nuances. In the very beginning, pres- before the war started, President Biden, it was a boneheaded thing. He said something along the lines of that he would allow a small incursion or something like that, uh, which was a terrible. I mean, it greenlighted Putin. Uh, I don't remember exactly how he said it. But as you know, John, what starts out small uh, doesn't stay small. Not necessarily. But, yeah, what he said was they said, would you attack? Would you uh, join the war? Would you, you know, fight if uh, he invaded Ukraine? And he said, if Putin invaded Ukraine and he said, well, it depends on what the size of the incursion was. That's essentially what he said. Like if it's if it's not too much, yeah, just, then just a little a little incursion. Nah, you know, not so much. But it's yeah. just crazy talk. Yeah. So so we have that situation again. I mean, if, if if Putin were able to take Ukraine, and he's not going to, in my opinion, as long as we keep aid going, um, and, and you see the news day by day. I mean, even from last night. When I said what I thought was going to happen, it's actually happened this week. The Ukrainians are making big gains. They're, uh, they have the HIMARS missiles that they're using, um, which, by the way, the HIMARS missiles are really effective um, missiles that uh, made by Lockheed Martin here in the United States. They're cranking them out by the hundreds and hundreds. They're going to double production this year. And what they it, it can be operated by two 18-year-old kids fresh, you know, fresh off the farm in Ukraine, trained in a couple days, and they can just lay waste to incredible number ma- amounts of Russian assets. You know, for example, an ammunition dump. All they need is for someone on the ground, and there are plenty of Ukrainians all over um, in occupied territories and non-occupied territories who can identify, for example, ammo dumps or concentrations of planes on the ground. And uh, they tell these two kids, hey, here's where we want you to shoot. They um, pull up the vehicle. They open it. They, they uh, lever up the uh, the rockets and press the button, and all of a sudden uh, an entire ammo dump disappears or a dozen planes disappear or other high-value targets disappear. Wow. John, first break. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. More John Zarek right after this with John. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Panda. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 10.15 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 17 minutes past the hour. Back to John Zarek in just a moment. This is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs. 
with stores in Northfield, New Jersey at 900 Tilton Road, right next door here to Broadcast Center. And on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, Roy, Scott, and their team are extraordinarily service-minded, and they have creative solutions to fix your cell phones, tablets, batteries for your various power tools, cars, boats, motorcycles, golf carts, and other devices, performance batteries. They also have what you need to get ready for storm season, including generators and so much more. Shop local, shop batteries plus bulbs, and tell Roy and Scott that Harry Hurley in the morning sent you. I saw a good friend actually in there. I had no idea he would be in there. He had no idea I would be in there. So it was very nice. He mentioned hearing it on our program, and that was with one of the uh, principals of the uh, business, Scott. So it was really great. Uh, I got the new battery for my iPhone 11, and the phone is working beautifully. Uh, All the things we've told you about, we've experienced them firsthand. You'll love their service, and you'll love the store. John Zarek, time is yours. Yeah, we're we're talking about uh, Ukraine and the potential threat uh, to their ability to carry out the war with uh, regard to funding. The administration's asking for uh, $44 billion, I believe. Yes. Um, actually, $11.7 billion, um, and there's $40 million already approved to help the country, but um, we they need more, you know, and they need more. Like, uh, as I'm saying, the HIMARS missiles are extremely effective. And uh, remember, we talked about the the Russians uh, really couldn't get any place on the ground. Um, troop movements, tanks, you saw what happened, the whole army around Kiev. And I know, you know, we have, uh, you know, friends on the ground in in the area of Kiev and Bovary, which is about a, a suburb with about 100,000 people, um, sort of like Atlantic County, um, compared to Atlantic City, you know, there are lots of people that live in the county and they, um, every, every man, woman, and child who could carry a gun had a gun Mm. and, uh, the Russians just, they just couldn't get any place to the Ukrainians. It was really more or less a slaughter. They, they, um, not that we welcome that sort of thing. We hope every, there hope that peace comes and everything, Everyone is safe, but when you have um, someone invading your country, you know it's kill or be killed, and and that's what happened to the Russians. They lost uh, incredible numbers of tanks and and motorized vehicles, um, countless troops. Um, it, it really is. They don't know why they're there. They they were told uh, one thing, and they found out it's quite something else. They're uh, essentially, the only thing they can pull off is lay back 15 miles away and destroy sections of cities or towns. Um, they're good at that, and it's and it doesn't take any troop motivation to do that. The, the troops that do that up to now have been relatively safe. However, with new artillery, missiles, rockets, and so forth that NATO and the United States have brought online, um, the Russians can't do that anymore with impunity. So they fire um, artillery shells or missiles or anything 15, 20 miles back, 
in a few minutes, they've got one, they've got a, a missile or rocket coming or artillery coming down on their head. And um, so that impunity with which they could just lay back and destroy is is no longer um, dominant. Right. They they're still they still can. They still have a lot of guns, a lot of missiles, a lot of things that they can use, but they can't safely as they did before. They can't do it safely at all. And the Ukrainians now, in addition to being able to stop ground and drive vehicles, so um, long, long with uh, that we button provided them and, and the rest of NATO is provided for them. So uh, if, as long as we uh, keep the funding going, um, and, I, and I think we will, there's a way to do that, then um, they're going to be successful. So um, we, we bet on the right horse here in this race. Uh, I know there are, there are people even some people on television, I don't understand it at all. There's no logic to it whatsoever. Um, there are complaints about Ukraine being corrupt and they outlawed some newspaper or something. Um, well, in the middle of war, you, you, you know, you do extraordinary things, typically martial rule, especially if you're in a combat zone, martial, martial law is what rules, not, um, you know, you're not you're not taking nine months to pass a measure. You have to have uh, people at the top making decisions, not for their own political devices, but in order to save the country, you have people making those decisions. So now we have some people in the United States, even some commentators, saying that because they've made some of those decisions that we shouldn't support them because they're uh, authoritarian or something like that. It's um, pretty absurd. And uh, I've yet to hear, I hear the complaints, but I've yet to hear any sound basis for those complaints, how that plays out. So in other words, the question to ask is, oh, so you want Russia to win this war? Is that what you want? You want, if we, if very plainly, like the United States and Vietnam, when we stopped supplying when we stopped supplying military uh, material to uh, the South Vietnamese, the North Vietnamese won the war very quickly. No problem. If you don't have bullets to fire back, if you don't have planes, tanks, whatever you need, artillery to fire back, then the other side wins. What do you say to people, John, that say, hey, we want to help. We've been helping a lot. How long do we keep appropriating billions of dollars? They might even put in your ear we've got millions of americans hungry right now we we need to take care of our own what do you say if because this is something that i long ago predicted would be the fatigue just like afghanistan maybe that comes alive again because the inspector general uh report is out that shows that the biden administration let seventy six thousand people into america that uh we didn't properly vet i don't want to um conflate things here but what do you say on the first part relative to if people say enough, John, billions and billions and tens of billions and again and again and again, how long do we do this? I know your answer because I've talked to you on and off air about the topic. How long does America keep funding this? 
first of all, it's going to take um, uh, the Ukrainians are doing extremely well. And as more things come online, they do better and better and better. The Russians are getting no place. They're actually losing ground as we speak. So and they're losing lots and lots of people uh, at home there. It, it, I, I hate to say it. It's it's much like the United States in Vietnam. The the population does not support it. The people don't really know why they're there. They don't know what the end game is. It, this is Russian soldiers. Yeah. Don't know what the end game is. Uh, they're supposed to be stopping Nazism um, or or you know fascist. Hard to find. Um, you know all that all that they're finding are. You know, not their aunts, their uncles, their grandparents. You know, they're they're in mesh, and you know, um, they're killing the people, uh, walking past mangled kids and yeah. and elderly people and women and not soldiers, and they're dispirited. Let me let me address this with you. What do you say right now? The last time you and I addressed this. A poll had recently been done, and I believe it was 53 percent, could have been 54, but for some reason, 53 percent rings a bell of the American people supported our continuing to fund the activities uh, that we've been doing. But I would think kind of knowing human nature every month, that's probably going to go down. And we're going to get to a point where probably a significant majority of Americans will not support this any longer what do we do then well not if we do our job not if we do our job to to tell the truth of what's going on um you know we're you never have more than 50 percent in general except for the initial phases of the war like the gulf war 90 percent support well after the gulf war went on for a while and things got worse and worse and worse and um and the Middle East war expanded for 20 years, you know, you, you never have more than 50% of the people on one side or the other typically. Um, and that's really what we have now. So it's, it's not a, it's not a, a bad number. Um, most people don't pay attention. They don't understand the ins and outs of it, but they, they do understand freedom and they do understand that the Russians have, laid waste to this country and will continue to. And I, I think they do understand that. But if- I'll tell you, John, I wish our leaders, though, would speak like you and speak like me. I mean, there's a case to be made here why this is in the vital national interest of our country. They're not doing it, though, John. Yeah, they're not. They're not doing it because there's a significant. Well, I think I think there's a political issue, uh, both the Biden administration and the Republicans, the Democrats and Republicans are in favor of supporting uh, the people of Ukraine. And there's there's no question about that. Everyone across the board um, is is in favor of supporting Ukraine. Um, if you ask them, if if you ask them that question, do you want Ukraine to win or Russia to win? Of course, they all say Ukraine. They're not going. But if you ask them about spending money place at any time for anything half the people are going to be opposed to that there you go john hold it right there we're coming right back it's halftime 30 minutes 
past the hour. And I'm coming right back with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. At 30 minutes past the hour, he is John Zarek. I am Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app, BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley. Here's just three. There's a ton of content, digital content. Why is there a big inflatable rat at the Vineland Municipal Electric Plant? I wanted to know, so I dug into it and found out. And uh, read the story, you'll find out. Kelsey Grammer, who I love. He is coming back to Atlantic City this weekend. The man who said, quote unquote, I love Atlantic City. And this is an odd one. A Penn State student from New Jersey admits to a rape, but then says he can't remember that he did it. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. You know that storm system that soaked us Tuesday and kept our weather cloudy yesterday? It's still just offshore, churning up the surf, causing some tidal flooding, but it is going to nudge east just enough to let our sky brighten up today. We'll call it partly to mostly sunny with a northeast breeze and dry weather. High temperature across South Jersey, 77. Clear tonight with a low of 62, sunny and 80 tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Hey, it's Tom. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is, and it is also Smart Law with John Zarek, a programming note right after John, a really great guest, interventional cardiologist, Dr. Daniel Ice will be our guest. Deborah Heart and Lung Center will present a very listenable discussion about peripheral artery, and sometimes you'll hear it called peripheral arterial disease, and most oftentimes you hear it called PAD. We'll be talking about it uh, in the next half hour coming up after John. Well, we ripped one right from the headlines. I, I was intrigued by a a case that, that came across my eyes, and I wrote a story about it yesterday. And it's about a Penn State student who's from New Jersey who admits to raping a woman, a fellow student, but in the same breath says he has no memory. No, he cannot remember doing it, but he acknowledges that he did it. He believes the woman and her allegations, and he believes that this happened, but he cannot remember it happening. And for most people that, and I had some feedback on this, come on, you did it, but you didn't do it. You did it, but you didn't know you did it. And this sounds crazy at first glance, but John, this is not unusual for you to hear something like this, is it? No, not at all. Um, first of all, uh, this is a very dangerous situation, extremely dangerous situation because when someone, and it's one of the reasons I say, don't don't drink alcohol and do drugs. And um, by the way, I left that out. Why well, didn't people read the story? It's in there. The uh, news agency that first reported this, WJAC TV, uh, reports that alcohol was involved. But you're not surprised at all. You said it right up front. 
No, no. I, I say it to women and men. But in fact, most of the sexual assault victims are women, although we're having increasingly numbers of sexual assault victims who are men uh, by other men. Uh, but most of the sexual assault victims are women. Uh, most of the perpetrators are men. That's just the way it seems to be. Uh, and, I, you know, I've said probably 50 times on the show through the years, you know, if you can drink alcohol, uh, if you can drink a beer or a mixed drink, and that's it, maybe another one in the course of the evening over a long period of time, and you're not interested in anymore, there's no, there's no uh, compulsion that kicks in, there's no, you know, one after another, um, if, if you don't get drunk. If you can drink that way, that's called social drinking. You're taking a drink because you're in a social situation that customarily calls for a drink, right? That's not alcohol. That's not alcohol abuse. It's not alcoholism. That's social drinking. Fine. If you're that kind of drinker, go ahead. You know, that's fine. However, if you're the kind of drinker that you say, well, I'm just going to have one um, maybe two. And after you have that second one, you change enough that you, you really want that third one. So you take that one, you say, that'll be it. And then you don't even count anymore. And, you know, the compulsion takes over, as they say, drink takes a drink. The, the man takes a drink, the drink takes a drink, the drink takes the man. And if that's the way you drink, then I can tell you it's extremely dangerous if you're a man or if you're a woman, anyone, extremely dangerous to drink that way. Um, and if you can't stop drinking that way, then get help. There's plenty of help around. Uh, get help to stop drinking completely. Because what happens is uh, in these situations, and I get countless cases. Now, Harry, not once in a while. I'm talking about dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of these cases wow. where the people are together often in groups and nobody and they wake up with no clothes on and nobody knows what happened nobody knows what happened then dad got it typically dad will get it with regard to the female that a friend will say tell the parents or friends who tell parents that well, she was in the room and and there were she was naked and well, it's it's very natural and I I, can't, I don't blame any parent for thinking this. It's it's very natural for a parent to to say, not that their daughter was drinking and wanted to have sex and did have sex and woke up in this situation. That w my daughter would never ever ever do something like that. That's what you hear. Um, she was sexually assaulted. She had to be taken advantage of. She would never do that. You know, she's, you know, well, guess what? If, if your daughters drink and get in a situation where they're free from parental supervision, like a hotel room at a casino or any place else or a house party or something, um, sometimes they'll have sex. And sometimes they'll want to have sex. And, and it, you know, if in extreme cases, they'll want to have sex with more than one person. So it's very dangerous 
if you're the daughter to be drinking to the extent that you don't know what you're doing and you can't, uh, now that doesn't mean that, um, it's rape because someone didn't know what they didn't remember what they're doing. That's simply alcohol, um, uh, uh, amnesia. So it, the, the fact that you didn't remember what you did doesn't mean you weren't, uh, volitional, doesn't mean you weren't reasonable, doesn't mean you, uh, you can't take responsibility for what you did. Um, you know, it just means that you remember. I mean, Harry, right now, um, thinking starting 10 years ago and back, if I asked you to recount every day what you did and, and, or, or even the details of certain situations you were in, you know, work situations, business situations, family situations, you couldn't tell me 99% of it. And I couldn't tell you. We just simply forget in certain circumstances. That doesn't mean we forget, doesn't mean that it wasn't uh, rational. So you have this Penn State young man who was in a drinking situation with a young woman, um, and he's unable to defend himself. He doesn't remember. Uh, it seems from the story I get that this guy this guy. Uh, he's not um, a serial criminal, but he's the kind of guy that says, uh, if she said I did it, uh, she's a nice person. I must have done it. Yeah, he did say that. He believes her. She said it. And he says, I believe her that it happened. And he says, I know I did it, but I don't remember doing it. John, hold it right there. And you'll pick up right from there when we come back. Approaching 45 minutes past the hour with John Zara coming up. Daniel, Dr. Daniel Ice, Deborah Hart Lung Center presents an important 30 minute discussion uh, all about PAD, peripheral artery disease, and then we'll have some open forum. Our earlier open forum was fantastic, and let's do that again right after DeBoer Heart and Lung Center. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'll tell you, he gives out the best advice. We are visiting with John Zarek. He does, too, uh, from the law offices of John Zarek. And this is a ripped straight from the headlines, actually, from the WPGTalkRadio.com or the WPG Talk Radio app. Uh, pages under my byline. The headline is Penn State student from New Jersey admits to rape that he can't remember. And I will tell you, I've had a couple conversations yesterday with people. Harry, I don't get this. What are you saying? Uh, well, I said, read the story. I mean, his quotes are in there. He's saying he believes he did it, but he doesn't remember doing it. And then they say, well, how's that possible? And I said, well, you need to listen to John Zarek because he'll tell you how that's possible, and that as unusual as this sounds to most lay people, this type of admission is something that John has come across many, many times. He he talked about a case on his show over the years about somebody that was in the same jacket and everything pointed that it was him, and he admitted to doing it, and he did not do it, and John was able to prove that he didn't do it. John, the, the fact is, I'm not saying he did or didn't do it because I don't know, but there are people that admit to doing things they didn't do. That's right. Uh, as I said, there's 
it's alcoholic amnesia typically they uh they can do things but not remember and that doesn't make you innocent at all right it, it, and it and in fact if if the situation very often there's a couple they're both drunk they're both as they say blackout drunk that is they're operating rationally they put the key in the ignition you know not in their ear right they walk to their car not to some strangers not to a police vehicle and get in they drive back to their home not to um, the police station right they're 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 operate their mind is operating they're operating they're goal oriented they have all the indicia of uh, rational thinking but they just don't remember and they don't remember because they had a lot of alcohol so this can result in individuals like this young man for example uh, being charged with a crime that he doesn't remember and in fact he may have done the crime but not remember it he also may not have done the crime but because he has no memory of the uh, incident he's unable to defend himself other than to say no i didn't do that i never would do that i I'm confident I didn't do that, but he because he's he's uh, blackout drunk because and that doesn't take a lot when it comes in very very many cases one one uh, drag of a joint or hit of a joint and some people remember nothing you know they function for a couple hours and remember none of it let me ask you john from your vantage point as and i'll say this you, you wouldn't but it, it is it is a fact uh you as a great criminal defense attorney again you wouldn't say that but i just did i'm very curious as to your response to this what kind of defense can you put up when someone he's admitted it to the media i just read the quote a little while ago where he says i believe her i believe i did this i just don't remember doing this are you dog meat at that point? No. And and the reason you're not, and I've been in this situation, Harry, the reason you're not dog meat is because it's precisely the person that this young man seems to be. Honest, straightforward, considerate of others, and perhaps so considerate that they will adopt what others say about them and their behavior um, to their peril. So they're saying I, they're saying I did it. I I believe them that they're saying I did it. So I must have done it. Yeah, she's such. Yeah, she's such a nice. And this happens frequently with police in in um, less more and more because we have uh, we have uh, video on major crimes. Every confession must be videoed. Every statement must be videoed. But in the old days. The police would tell them, look, you did it. We have all the evidence. And the person says, yeah, I did it. He said, he said, we're, we're going to help you. You're going to spend the rest of your life in jail. But if, if you if you tell us the truth, if you tell us you did it, then we can help you and, and you'll get less time. All right. Well, let me flip it this way, John. Let me flip it from the victim's point of view. Victim says this individual was drunk as a skunk, couldn't walk had to be helped back home. I was, you know, kind and said, hey, you know, you can come sleep on the floor in my dorm. They go to sleep. 
she's in bed, he's on the floor, and then she wakes up and alleges that he's groping her, uh, then there's that. Yeah, it, it's it, look, there are people who are blackout drunk, who don't remember, who do commit crimes. Obviously, we know that. But there are a substantial number of people who are so accommodating that they'll confess to a crime. Uh, they'll admit to a crime, even though they don't remember it and even though they're innocent. And I'll tell you the classic, and most people will know this, it's the Jack Reacher story. I love the Jack the Reacher movie, story. Jack Reacher. Oh, my God, I love right? it. Right? Love it. Yeah. That's true. Uh, That's well, true. Like You're right about that. He's in the hospital. He's crying tears. I did it. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. But he was convinced he did it. They convinced him he did it. Yeah, he, 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 he despite the fact happened was that he was a sniper in the war the yep. guy they accused yep. he was a sniper in the war he killed people under horrific conditions yep you know really horrific just to eliminate any possible threat to his men uh probably those people were innocent but that's war he he made the right decision he just couldn't live with it anymore and he was racked with guilt and so he was primed, as so many other people are, so many people today, people we run into, they're primed to confess. They're primed to take responsibility, to not put anyone out. You know, this type of person, my father-in-law was an Omaha Beach D-Day vet, machine gunner, landed on, landed on Omaha Beach uh, with the 29th Division, 115th Infantry Regiment, he was he was the guy who carried the gun and fired the gun. He fought for three weeks, finally wounded, highly decorated, killed a lot of Germans and saved his, you know, he was set up early and an attack came and he was able to fire into the flank of the Germans attacking his people. A lot of people were killed, but many more would have been killed. But for him, uh, he was a great hero. Do you know that... Rather than make a phone call to a store um, because they might be busy or they, they it might be inconvenient, he would get in the car and drive a couple miles to go in person to ask the person the question he needed to answer. You know, that considerate people, he would he would walk away from. Um, a Baltimore Colts or Baltimore Ravens game in the last quarter in the playoffs in order to help somebody he perceived, not who needed help, not who asked for help, but who needed help. And if he caught wind of that, he would do it. There are people like that around, so other-oriented and so oriented toward helping other people and making other people not feel uncomfortable that they be in a situation like this, which is rare, but in a situation like this, vulnerable confessing to a crime that they didn't commit. John, two-minute drill. When he doesn't know if he did it, but he says, I did do it because I believe uh, the victim and I believe I did it, and he said some other way of saying that he did it, uh, but he can't remember doing it, and then if this goes, you know, the full gauntlet, trial and all this we don't know how it's going to go if it will be settled or if it will go to trial whatever but won't she be believable that 
he's saying he believes her and she's saying, hey, I just woke up and this guy was groping me and raping me. Uh, it would seem like she would be the one they would believe, not not the blackout guy that's acknowledging he did it, but doesn't know he did it. But what it, what could happen, What it could be the circumstance that the, the young woman was very aggressive with him, was sexually aggressive with him. They were both mutual. And she came to and saw that she was in the middle of something like that and was shocked at her own behavior and assumed she was being raped or groped when, in fact, it didn't occur. I know we only have 30 seconds. I wish we had more. Uh, how, how does the system sort through something like this? What, Harry? Yeah. How does the system sort through something like this? She says this happened. He said, yeah, it did happen, but I don't remember it happening. It just seems like it's really hard well, to get at the truth. Only about 20 seconds. I tell you, 99% of the time, the prosecution will think the worst of the person who's uh, accused and it's the defense job to battle the other way and hopefully it comes out the right way but it's very dangerous there are a lot of innocent people sitting in jail especially around alcohol and drug intoxication john thank you very very interesting deborah hart lung center is next wpgg atlantic city wenjhd3 millville a town square media station everything you need to know in six minutes starts now from Harry- hey, Dan, I love that announcement that it is stronger than you. That was a good caution. Here's a Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour and not a moment too soon. And he was very, very politely Hurley uh, for the time that we're going to spend together in the next 30 minutes. A great interventional cardiologist, a great man, Dr. Daniel Ice is here. Our topic this half hour on Deborah Hart Lung Center presents Dr. Ice is peripheral arterial disease. You may many times hear it. Sometimes people will call it peripheral artery disease, peripheral arterial disease. Uh, Many times, if not most times, you'll just hear it called the acronym PAD. That is our important focus this half hour on Deborah Heart and Lung Center presents Dr. Daniel Ice, interventional cardiologist. In addition to that, the director of the Deborah First Responder Health Assessment and the Assistant Director of Interventional Cardiology Fellowship Program at Deborah Hart Lung Center. Dr. Daniel Ice is an interventional cardiologist, is board certified in cardiovascular disease, interventional cardiology, nuclear cardiology, adult echo cardiography, and vascular medicine. Is that five? Is that the, the quintuple threat? Dr. Ice earned his medical degree at the University of Louisville School of Medicine in Kentucky after medical school. He completed his residency in internal medicine at Indiana University School of Medicine. He also completed fellowship training in both cardiology and interventional cardiology at uh, Lankanau Medical Center in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Dr. Ice's special interests include structural heart disease, complex coronary intervention, peripheral vascular intervention, 
venous disease and chronic total occlusion CTO revascularization. He has authored numerous articles in peer-reviewed medical journals, and he joins us now. Welcome back, Dr. Rice. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. It's always a joy to be back here on your show. Same to you, sir. Uh, Peripheral arterial disease, PAD, what is it? Uh, Well, PAD is a uh, uh, a common disease, which is basically a narrowing of the peripheral arteries, uh, those arteries that carry blood flow away from the heart and go to other parts of the body. Uh, And these narrowings are a collection of fatty deposits and calcium uh, building up within the walls of those arteries, um, that is a disease known as atherosclerosis. So PAD is uh, simply atherosclerosis of these peripheral vessels outside of the heart. Dr. Ice, who is at risk for PAD? Um, individuals at risk for PAD are those that have uh, a history or, or are currently smoking, uh, patients with a history of diabetes or high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and also, uh, as we age, the, the incidence of uh, PAD goes up as well. So I would say patients over the age of 60 have an additional risk factor for peripheral arterial disease. Are there, is this a fair way to put it, are there typical symptoms of PAD? Yes, uh, there are typical symptoms. There's also atypical symptoms as well. But uh, classically, the typical symptoms that we um, usually screen for and that we tell patients to look for would be painful cramping in one or both of the leg uh, muscles within the legs, whether it's the calves or whether it's the thighs. Uh, After certain activities, such as walking uh, a certain distance or walking up an incline, climbing stairs, they might notice uh, symptoms, again, in one calf or the other or their thighs and notice uh, fatigue or heaviness within the legs after these activities that then go away when they stop doing that activity, when they, when they rest for a few minutes, that, uh, that discomfort subsides. Um, in severe PAD, symptoms may also include uh, ulcers or wounds on the foot or on the toes. Uh, that's usually a sign of, of more advanced stages of the disease. Uh, but classically, the most commonly thing we get is the leg cramping, the leg fatigue symptoms. Let me take a moment, and I know Dr. Ice will do it several times during the program because it's very important. There is a screening event, a PAD screening event on Saturday, October 1st from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Deborah Heart and Lung Center in Browns Mills, New Jersey. Now, this is not an open to the public event, so you would need to register. And when you go to either demanddeborah.org or call 609 793 nine 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 six i'll repeat the number but don't worry this is not the only time you will hear it during this half hour 609-793-9996 now i know most people listening are on digital devices and deborah hart lung center has done a great job with their technology demanddeborah.org you can navigate really really well you can do this digitally or there are i know there are people that just like to call and like to talk to someone 609-793-9996 that's to register for the event and also to see if you are eligible to participate so we want to keep that um front and center during the half hour with dr ice the topic is peripheral arterial disease pad is pad dr ice associated with other diseases Yes, as I mentioned before, PAD is basically caused by atherosclerosis, um, and so PAD is associated with other diseases of the body that also stem from atherosclerosis, such diseases as coronary artery disease, 
uh, and even stroke. So that whole process of atherosclerosis causes all of those. So oftentimes we see them come hand in hand with patients that may already have coronary artery disease or may have had symptoms of stroke in the past. Dr. Ice, what are the uh, diagnostic studies that can be done to confirm the presence of PAD? Well, first we always start off with an appropriate history and a physical exam, uh, but in terms of actual studies, um, usually these are a non-invasive test that consists of blood pressure cuffs on the arms and the legs, uh, something called an ankle brachial index test or an ABI. Um, there's uh, additional tests uh, that uh, involve ultrasound of the leg arteries. Um, and then uh, as we progress into our testing, oftentimes a CAT scan or an M, uh, MRA of the legs can also be done for more definitive uh, identification of the disease and, and localization of the disease to see exactly where uh, problems may uh, be occurring. Our distinguished guest this half hour on Deborah Heart and Lung Center presents Dr. Daniel Ice, an interventional cardiologist at Deborah Heart and Lung Center. Dr. Ice is the director of the Deborah First Responder Health Assessment, also the Assistant Director, Interventional Cardiology Fellowship Program at Deborah Heart and Lung Center. And the topic today on Deborah Heart and Lung Center presents Dr. Ice is PAD, peripheral arterial disease. What are the ramifications? I, you know, I, people listening might be dealing with things that they're going to hear this hour. Whoa, this is me, and I've been letting this go. What are the ramifications? if PAD is left untreated? Right, so if it's left untreated, uh, oftentimes we'll see symptoms start to advance and those advanced symptoms may include leg or foot pain at rest, not only with walking, but also at rest. Uh, They might start to see uh, skin color changes on the lower legs or on the feet, uh, redness um, that is occurring at all times. Uh, They may notice wounds or ulcers on their feet or on their toes um, that aren't healing. And in some patients, if, if this disease is left untreated, this may ultimately lead um, to the need for an amputation um, of either their toes or their, or their feet or even their legs. Wow. That, that's uh, something to pay close attention to. So you don't want to let this uh, go on and on. You want to take care of yourself and, and do the right thing here for you and your family. Uh, we're going to go to the only break that we take, Dr. Ice, during your program. As we go into the break, let me give you an opportunity to make a comment about the upcoming uh, screening event for PAD that's going to be taking place. Right. So as you pointed out before, PAD or PAD screening event um, that we usually host uh, every year, uh, this time Saturday, October 1st, starting at 8, running through 1 p.m., um, we'll be here at Deborah Heart Lungs. Um, patients, if they qualify, will uh, get an appointment time. They'll come in. They'll have some tests done. And then they will uh, see one of the providers here uh, for a few minutes to go over their history, go over their test results, uh, and determine whether they um, it is recommended if they seek further uh, workup and attention or if we say, hey, everything looks good. Um, nothing to worry about here. So again, it's a screening fair to to screen for the presence of PAD and then uh, give further recommendations on where to go from here. It's a great opportunity Uh, to be pro. I was just going to say for your comment, Dr. Ice, it's a great opportunity to be proactive and to get screened. Absolutely. Um, And this is, again, this is a a free event here. Um, There will be probably some... um, 
refreshments as well, uh, but certainly being proactive in one's health, uh, for screening for PAD, always recommended. And as we go to the break, uh, org. you can use any digital device, your smartphone, iPad, laptop, desktop, or you can call 609-793-9996 to register for the event, and you'll be able to check at that time uh, to make sure that you're eligible to participate as well. And Dr. Ice, I think you were about to say something when I jumped in. Uh, no, you covered it. Uh, I was just going to mention uh, the demandabora.org website where they can find out more information and, and is, uh, help with uh, registering for that event. I was connecting. I was channeling. I was reading your mind. I knew it. I knew that's what you were going to do when I jumped in. Uh, my apologies, sir. 17 minutes past the hour with Dr. Ice. I am early in the morning. This is Deborah Hart Lung Center presents our distinguished guest, Dr. Daniel Ice, the director of Deborah First Responder Health Assessment, the assistant director, interventional cardiology fellowship program, and of course, an interventional cardiologist. The topic is peripheral arterial disease. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. Welcome back to Bora Heart Lung Center presents Dr. Daniel Ice, interventional cardiologist extraordinaire. Also holds the uh, titles of director of the Deborah First Responder Health Assessment and assistant director of interventional cardiology fellowship program. And the topic this half hour on Deborah Heart Lung Center presents is peripheral arterial disease, PAD. Now, this this is because I'm a layperson. I'm just going to throw something out that probably sounds a little crazy uh, because I, I don't know many things. If you have a problem, they usually don't spawn. T- I mean, I, I shouldn't say because I'm, I'm a layperson and not a doctor, but the strategy of just assuming that maybe the symptoms might improve on their own and and just roll the dice doesn't seem like a great strategy to me as a lay person. But you as a great doctor, Dr. Ice, can symptoms improve on their own? Am I I mean, I'm speaking the words like spontaneously, could they just could they just improve on their own? Um, it is possible. Yes, there um Certainly with early diagnosis and some lifestyle changes in treatment, uh, patients can stop PAD from, from getting worse. And there are some studies that, that have shown that if you can reverse PAD symptoms with routine exercise walking uh, combined with careful control of some of the other risk factors of cholesterol and blood pressure, uh, but we have shown that uh, maintaining a, a routine walking program uh, several times a week uh, may actually reduce some of the symptoms uh, and have people uh, feeling better. Follow up to that, Dr. Ice. PAD, I think I heard what you said. I'm, I'm sure I heard what you said, but I'm going to pose the follow up anyhow. Is PAD curable or only treatable? Um, it is certainly treatable, and in many cases, we can cure it for an extended period of time. 
uh, the atherosclerosis process uh, is typically always sort of accumulating and working there. And so we can do all we can to reduce the risk factors, uh, but it may still come back. Um, so the simple answer is we treat it, and that treatment may last for, for a long period. This is a very important part of your program today, Dr. Ice, and, and I know your listeners are going to want to know this. What are the treatment options for PAD? Well, first, uh, we always recommend lifestyle changes, uh, again, to reduce those risk factors. This would consist of quitting smoking, uh, routine exercise, and managing other health issues such as high blood pressure, diabetes, or high cholesterol. Uh, I mentioned exercise before, um, and that uh, with routine exercise, uh, individuals may expect a, uh, an improvement in the distance they're, prob- they're able to walk before they experience their leg pain. So supervised walking programs have uh, certainly been shown to be effective. And then there are a few medications which may help improve walking distance and reduce symptoms as well. And for those where uh, symptoms have not improved or are still uh, much a problem, uh, we do have minimally invasive or endovascular treatments uh, where we can use balloons and stents and uh, sometimes in some cases uh, bypass surgery um, as a treatment option for PAD. Is there a familial aspect to this heredity? Does that play a role? Yes, there is some component of um, genetics that play a role in the whole atherosclerosis process. Um, that combined with some of the other risk factors uh, but certainly there is some component of genetics. Is there pain involved when when you present with this? Oftentimes, or majority of the times, yes, patients will, will have symptoms of discomfort. Uh, that's usually the, the, the initial symptom that they may have. Um, there are, especially when we start talking about diabetics, uh, uh, they often may have atypical symptoms where they don't get as much discomfort and they, they may present with some um, more advanced stages of the disease. Let me remind our listeners, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Daniel Ice. He's an interventional cardiologist at Deborah Hart Lung Center, also their distinguished director of the Deborah First Responder Health Assessment and the assistant director of interventional cardiology fellowship program at Deborah Hart Lung Center. And our topic this week, this month, I should say, on Deborah Hart Lung Center is peripheral arterial disease, PAD. So if you're joining the program, you're caught up just with the with the headline uh, comments. But let me also remind those that maybe didn't have a pad to write it down or get your memo thing out in your in your smartphone or any any device that you have and get ready to take this information down. It's simple. Demanddebora.org or 609-793-9996. I'll repeat that. 609-793-9996. And what Dr. Ice and I are asking you to do is either digitally or if you want to call and speak to one of the great staff people at Deborah Hart Lung Center, check in, uh, register for the event that's coming up before you know it. I mean, it's just time is just flying. Uh, We're already past what the first week of uh, past the first week of September already. This event, which is a PAD screening event at Deborah Hart Lung Center at their Browns Mills Hospital and campus is Saturday, October 1st. So about three weeks away uh, from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Deborah Hart and Lung Center, Browns Mills, New Jersey. Again, visit demanddeborah.org or call 609 
793-9996 to register for the event and to make sure that you're eligible to participate. Uh, we'll mention that. Dr. Ice will mention it at the end of his program. Uh, how can people, Dr. Ice, lower their risk of getting PAD in the first place? Well, they can lower their risk uh, by, one, being proactive in their own health, uh, seeing the doctors and getting any symptoms checked out early. Uh, and, of course, lifestyle changes to reduce those risk factors that we discussed earlier, those risk factors such as um, quitting smoking, uh, maintaining routine exercise, and managing the other health issues, um, high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol that they may have, uh, and, and staying on top of those problems. And for those who didn't hear it, and even as a point of emphasis for, the, emphasis for those who did, one of the symptoms, when I brought up the question to you, Dr. Ice, what are the symptoms typical? And you said, yeah, and they're atypical also. And you went into perhaps uh, pain in the calf muscle, for example. Is that one of the more prominent ways that you would, you would early find out that this may be going on? Right. That's that's one of them. Uh, you mentioned, do they always have pain? It's not always described as pain. Often I have patients that say, well, I don't have pain. I have heaviness or my legs feel very fatigued more so than I used to feel when I would walk, uh, particularly when I start walking longer distances. So it's not always a, an actual pain. It's more of just discomfort or fatigue. Um, and then other patients straight say, yes, my legs hurt. And as soon as I stop walking, pain goes away. Wow. Um, commonly see it well in, in the calves, but it can also be uh, in the thighs or even in the buttocks. Um, most commonly, though, it is in the calves or below the knees. When you mentioned also earlier about the feet, uh, do, do you actually lose um, feeling? Uh, do the feet feel dead? Is there any sensation that presents with this as well? There sometimes can be uh, some degree of numbness um, in there. Oftentimes patients may have concomitant uh, diabetes as well and may have neuropathy already starting to set in. Uh, and so sometimes those, those can overlie each other. Um, that by itself, the earlier stages of PD, you don't necessarily get numbness with that. It's not until much later when that tissue has not received blood flow for a long period of time. Dr. Ice, my closing question and then any time you need to make a, a closing comment of your choice and you're going to um, take us out with the, um, uh, the the reminder about the uh, the important PAD screening event that's right around the corner at Deborah Heart Lung Center. Dr. Ice will give you one last um, go round with that because we wanted to make sure that everybody that needs to get help uh, has this important information, how you can do so. Uh, so Dr. Ice will, will conclude with that at the very end of the program. My final question to you, Dr. Ice, is why should people go to Deborah to get treated for PAD? I know it sounds, Captain, obvious, but I think it's an important question. Deborah is a team of excellent caring physicians who have a lot of experience in treating PAD and several tools for effective testing of the disease, offer comprehensive programs, varieties of PAD within the body. Uh, we most, mostly talked about lower extremities, uh, the legs, uh, but also PAD can also occur in the carotid arteries in the neck, within the aorta, uh, within the kidney arteries, um, or even in the upper extremities of the, the arm arteries. But uh, most commonly when we talk about PAD, of course, it's in the lower uh, legs. 
Um, at DeBoer, we have nearly all of the available minimally invasive endovascular treatment modalities currently on the market. Uh, and we are leaders in several cutting-edge international research trials exploring future treatments which patients can enroll in and have access to the latest innovations. So all of those are reasons why I feel like uh, people uh, should go to DeBoer to get treated for their PAD. And we, we do have time for me to throw one more at you uh, from, from the bleachers here. Is this typically something that afflicts people over 40 years old? And, and are there, in fact, millions of people in America right now that have PAD? Yes, it's often uh, a disease that goes undiagnosed and certainly untreated. So there are probably a lot of people in the country that have it and just don't know it, wow. that may not have developed uh, significant symptoms enough to, to really be of concern or to sort of trigger something to them to say, hey, go get this checked out. Um, but uh, commonly it is uh, probably over the age of 40, there's some less common um, disease states that can occur before the age of 40, but usually, yes, it's uh, over the age of 40 and 50 and 60, and the risk goes up as we get older. And Dr. Ice, I've never heard a doctor ever complain about early detection. Earlier, the better, correct? Correct. Early detection leads to usually better outcomes. And if you would, let's close out the program with your commentary on the upcoming PAD screening event. Yes, PAD screening fair at Deborah Heart and Lung Center in Browns Mills, New Jersey, uh, scheduled for Saturday, October 1st from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, again, patients uh, can call the phone number that you gave out um, here on this show. They can also go to www.demanddeborah.org for additional information and to uh, register for that event. Uh, take, you know, 30 to 60 minutes out of their time to come out and get screened for this and talk to a provider about uh, anything that we find on the day and determine if they need any follow-up studies done going forward. And I'll give the phone number so that everyone has it, 609-793-9996. That's 609-793-9996. Or as Dr. Ice just said, demanddebora.org, whichever way uh, you would like to make uh, your um, your contact, that's up to you, and it's fine either way. I can promise you uh, I've done both. Uh, I, I navigate through the website. It's very, very well uh, laid out. Or if you prefer to call and speak to a representative, 609-793-9996. And a reminder, you have to register. This is a, an event that you must register for because there's you want to determine that you're eligible to go in the first place. So don't just show up to Deborah on Saturday, October 1st at 8 a.m. Again, as Dr. Ice said, the hours are 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Deborah Heart and Lung Center in Browns Mills, New Jersey, demanddeborah.org. The website, 609-97, I'm sorry, 609-793-9996 is the phone number. And as always, Dr. Ice, it's an honor to present you a great discussion and you imparted very important information to your listeners and we thank you for it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, sir. And we will be right back. It's exactly, you might think we do this for a living. It's exactly 35 minutes past the hour. Your calls are next at 609-407-1450. I am. Early in the morning. 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. The first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 40 minutes past the hour. I was reading some of your very kind email. There were a lot of people, uh, I can tell, appreciative of the information that Deborah Hart and Lung Center just imparted. What I love about these long-form interviews that we do, Q&A, if you will, uh, the information that's imparted. We know because we've heard it. Uh, Willie will tell you uh, he, he was saved by Deborah uh, and several other guest listeners who have said that Deborah Hart and Lung Center literally saved their life. And we've actually had people that, depending on the topic that we're doing, would actually that would be the impetus for them going to get help where otherwise they, I don't know what to call it, just suffer in silence or ignore it or uh, not do anything about it. Uh, so it inspires people to take action. And and I'm a lay person. I don't pretend to go outside of my own lane or anything like that. But never in life, what 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 is that uh, five word pithy uh, expression that that our friend um, has on preparation? Uh, being prepared, I've never seen an example where being prepared ever hurt anyone, even being over-prepared or early detection ever hurt anyone. Oh, that's a shame that we found that in the very earliest stage rather than, you know, stage four. Uh, so it's always so important. And and I appreciate the comments from people that said that they, um, they're going to be registering for the seminar and I didn't go into some of the stats, but the last time I looked, 6.5 million Americans have peripheral arterial disease. But as Dr. Ice said, there are so many people, I don't know what the number is, but there are so many people who have never been diagnosed. So that's the number we know. That's not really the number that is. I, I would just throw a guess out that there's probably more people that have it that aren't diagnosed than people who have it and are. So if you're talking about this being over 10 million, 12 million, 15 million people, start to look at what percentage of the entire country that is. It's a lot of people. So thank you for the email. 609-407-1450. We're in wide open forum until Brian Kilmeade. And not a moment too soon, you are on the air. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Uh, very well. Yankees are winning and winning and winning. I like that. Judge hit a home run. Made me look good. Made my guarantee that he would hit a home run yesterday, number 55. He made me look good there. Uh, yeah, things are good. Yeah, my Mets are slipping a little bit. My Mets are slipping. Doesn't so. matter, though, Matt. They're a great team. Remember the year, I guess it was 2000, and the Yankees, I think, finished the season with like 114 wins or something like that. They had a horrific losing streak over the last couple of weeks of the season. They actually went into the playoffs with all kinds of questions, the media and losing and losing and losing and losing. And the Yankees had that period when they were losing like crazy. It's baseball. As you know, you're very smart and very learned. Uh, baseball fan, uh, you know the game, and you know that this kind of stretch always happens. 162 games. 
it's impossible for it not to. Yeah, it's a long-growing season, baseball. And, and, and by the way, the Mets, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't follow them like you do, the Mets are getting healthier, correct? DeGrom is yeah, back. Scherzer's down. For- right? Well, Scherzer's down, but he's not out, though. He'll be back reasonably soon, correct? Two games, they said he's going to be out for yeah. two starts. So, so no big deal. I mean, they got a lock for the playoffs. They got a lock for the division. They have a great record. They are a great team. Uh, and then I would say the same about the Yankees. I mean, they had a horrific stretch for a while and still not going great. Yeah. And they, uh, and Matt, I don't know if you've been paying attention. The Yankees have more injured players than I can almost ever remember any team having at the same time. They're, they're, a, they're an infirmary. Yeah. Well, overall, New York's doing pretty good in baseball right now. Hey, listen, I feel feel confident to say, although I think the Dodgers are going to be really tough, they're just really good. Their record is phenomenal. I feel pretty good saying that either the Yankees or the Mets will be in the World Series. Yeah, that's what what they really want. They're two giant markets, Harry. And And by the way, they could both be, which we did have before. We had the Subway Series, as you know. And we remember, I won't, uh, I'm saying a lot of nice things here, so I don't want to focus on that too much because we know what happened in that Subway series. I think the Dodgers will be, I think the Mets can get past any team they play, perhaps other than the Dodgers. I think you're right. Well, listen, I wanted to say to you, I want to talk about this Memphis thing with you real quick. Um, Terrible. I was looking about. I was looking, at, you know, at a couple reports here. What's the one thing that all these kids, these young men, have in common? All of them. Not a one of them are astray on this. All of them have one thing in common. Do you know what it is? Uh, you're going to tell us. I'm not aware of the common denominator, except to say that they're they're they, as of late, they're all teenagers, very very young. I mean, you, you look at the profile, many times they're, they're loners and things like that. But what is, the, um, what is the tie that they all have? Not a one of them. Find me one. You, you're good at research. Find me one that had a father at home. Yeah, I knew. I, I, was, <laughs> I swear I was just going to, to slip that in. Um, well, how about not this one? And I, I forget the circumstances. But the shooting at the school when the door was left open and all that stuff, the the dust up and the police chief that got fired and all of that, and they they didn't go in right away. Uh, I believe that child did have a father at home, did he not? I'm not sure. I heard that not the common denominator there is that that none of them had a had a father, a living father at home. Yeah, I mean, the sounds. Hey, listen, it sounds about right, and and that's not a coincidence. Uh, that is what you get. You, you, you really, I mean, the, the, the optimal is a mom and a dad because moms aren't dads and dads aren't moms. Optimal is both. Uh, but you do see a lot of these situations where things go bad when a youngster does not have a strong, um, nurturing male figure in, in their life. And it, 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 and in some cases, Matt, if a father has left or the father has died, the father's just, you know, not a good dad, 
as long as maybe there's an uncle or some other relative that steps up and and provides that male role model, that can be all the difference. You're right. Now, look, when I was young like that, I, you know, every male goes through this. They think they're 10 foot tall and bulletproof at that age. And luckily, I took my aggressions out on the football field uh, instead of doing stupid stuff like this that they're doing. Like that Memphis is just. But I mean, uh, how how about this kid actually FaceTiming, videoing his uh, his murders? I mean, it's it's, uh, the program director. Hello, Mr. Program Director. Thank you for this fabulous station and this incredible lineup that you put together. That's, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Coleman. But he's gone. He was here and he's gone. Uh, how about the FaceTime aspect? So really what I, I, I'm, I'm, I can't help but believe that I, want, I don't want to blame technology, but the ability you, – you have all these people now. You know there are people living – in the metaverse, Matt, are you are you boned up on this? Are you read up on this? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. For, for those who haven't been keeping touch with this, because it's it's way out there. I've been doing a lot of reading on this lately. I mean, I mean, I am really becoming familiar with this. Not through application, though. I don't do it. Although I have put a pair of those on twice, not lately. There are people that are they've they have uh, disassociated from what we would call the real world. They only live within the metaverse. They're buying real estate within the metaverse. Everything they're doing is within the metaverse. And nobody's going to tell me that along with that doesn't come some kind of rewiring that that takes effect. Now, I'm not saying that in, in every case, someone that lives in the metaverse is going to become violent. But this 19 year old FaceTiming, he didn't FaceTime all of them, but he killed four people. He injured three others. And some of them he was actually streaming in real time. It's it's, it's crazy. And I have to say, I don't know how they do it, but they're going to have to do it. Facebook is going to have to get better. Uh, at when these things are going on, that they have to have some kind of they can do it. They have analytics and things. They have a way to do it. They got to shut this stuff down. Yep. Yep. I don't know how to do it, but they know how to do it. They know how to shut all of us down when they want. Yeah, I look, I listen. I heard you with Todd Starnes earlier, and I, I, I don't really watch TV anymore for news. I, I listen to you, and I listen to people like Todd Starnes. Thank you. And uh, and, and Kill Mead, and Annie. that's how I get my real news. I, I don't even want to watch it anymore because it's all fake, really. Oh, it's terrible. So I, 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 like listen, I like listening to this station and getting my news, and then you go into Kill Mead, and then you go into, like, uh, uh, who was that? Uh, Van Camp and Barkley. Yeah, Markley, Markley, Van Camp and Robbins, who I give Chris Coleman all the credit in the world. I had never heard of them. I shouldn't say I'd never heard of them. Before there was the third, they were Markley and Van Camp. I had heard of them, but I knew nothing about them. I wouldn't be able to tell you what kind of show they did. They are flat out funny, but serious when they need to be. Entertaining as all get out. It's a phenomenal show. And it, and it fits beautifully 
on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Look, you look at this lineup, uh, I'm pretty sure that every single person in our Monday through Friday, what's called daily lineup, uh, is not overnight, is the only one, is is in the Talkers Magazine top 100 most important talk radio hosts in America. The entire lineup, every single one. Uh, I don't know any other stations in the country that can say that. Yep, that's why I listen, boss, and thanks for the call, and uh, I'll keep listening. All right. Okay, Go Mets, except when you're playing the Yankees. Is that fair enough? Is that, uh, is that being a friend? All right, buddy. All right, man. See that's you. good. All right. Bye. You got it. 53 minutes past the hour, just about. Phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. If you want to find out why... Is there a big inflatable rat? And it's huge. It's gigantic. And it's at the Vineland City Municipal Electric Plant. Now, this is a beautiful, iconic building. It's been there forever. A former mayor that we talked to yesterday, his father used to shovel the coal that would help create the electricity that would be produced. That then Vineland, you know, there are cities in the country that have their own electrical plants. This building is historic. I mean, I wrote the story that I wrote. I could have written a whole nother story about his, how historic the building itself is. And I love seeing, I, I, it reminds me like Orson Welles, War of the War, or not War of the Worlds, um, Citizen Kane era. The, 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 um, the big metal, I guess they are, uh, letters of, Vineland Municipal Electric Plant, it's called. And you you don't see anything like that in 100 years. I mean, it, that's what it looks like. Maybe no, no earlier than the 30s or 40s. And I think in the 40s was when former Mayor Bob Romano's father used to uh, shovel the coal. But if you want to know what that big rat is doing out in front of the plant, we've got the story on the WPG Talk Radio app. Or at WPGTalkRadio.com. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square Media Station. Dell Technologies semi annual sale has arrived, and it's time to upgrade to the latest business technology. Save big on laptops and desktops with Windows 11 Pro. Plus, get amazing deals on server, storage, and cloud solutions, as well as top work accessories, including docks, monitors, and more. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for special business offers during our semi-annual sale. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Great one. It is 59 minutes past the hour. Brian Kilmeade lurking right around the corner in about seven minutes. Um, 
and we're going to have time to take one more phone call. Let me, though, share with you a very sad message that I received. Suzanne Mann, who is a, a very, very longtime friend, uh, our friendship actually is, is longer than the 31 years of the ex- existence of this program. Uh, Suzanne Mann uh, has lost her dad. Uh, Sue is her maiden name is Matalucci, very famous name. Phil Matalucci was the former GOP chairman from Cape May County, and he passed away. What a life, though. Ninety one. What a life. And this is on the heels of within hours. They lost another family member, a very young family member. I'm not going to get into specifics there because I'm not sure who knows what at this point. But our deepest condolences to Sue. And Sue, if you're listening, so sorry for your loss. And um, please let Sue know uh, that we um, we gave her a shout out here on the program. Six minutes before kill me. That means uh, let's make it count. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, hi, Harry. Hello. I want to compliment you on that award-winning segment that you did yesterday regarding COVID. Oh, my gosh. It I was, mean, how revealing was that, Linda? It was so honest. On my drive to my office, I actually was so struck by, and I think we wound up between, and the digital contacts were quite a few, but we obviously took over 30-some calls on the air. For those who don't know, we spent about an hour and 20 minutes yesterday. We knew we were going to do an hour. And then we had the opportunity because East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows is rescheduling for later in the month. So we seized the moment and we kept the uh, energy and the momentum going. And we tackled the topic, will you be taking the COVID-19 booster shot that supposedly by tomorrow is going to be available to 90% of Americans within five miles of where you're located. And it's free. Uh, they're keeping it like an emergency modality so that it's free. It w- won't you know, cost you anything. And I posed the question, extremely unbiased, just will you be taking the jab or won't you be taking the jab? Now, we took calls from people that took the first shot, the second shot, the first booster, and even the second booster, people that took some of the shots but not others, and people that have never taken one. So, you know, if you've never taken it, uh, come on, you're not taking this one either. But so we had the full gamut of of every possible scenario that I could think of. Uh, for everyone's information, what I've gathered about this new booster is that half of it is the original shot and the second half now is to combat the fourth and the fifth variant that now are basically 100% of the cases. Not for those who were not a part of yesterday's discussion, and it shocked me. I got to tell you, it shocked me. Not one person said they're going to take the jab. Were you surprised about that, Linda? Shocked. Me too. Now, everybody's saying, oh, Harry says he's not taking it. So, you know, everybody's like sheeple. No, you, hey, Linda, come on now. You've been with me from almost the beginning, I think, here, when you were meek and mild. Uh, and that was then, this is now. Now, now you're fierce and you're, you're awesome. And you were then, too. But um, it wasn't because I said I'm not taking it. When's anybody been afraid to call me wrong? Come on. But I had already previously said I wasn't taking it. 
but it wasn't um, some you know willy nilly type of declaration. I met with my doctor. I also met with I have multi as you know Linda I have multiple family members that are nurse practitioner and nurses, uh, really smart people, and I was advised not to take it. If I was advised to take it, I would have taken it. So I don't believe that that result of 40 some people was because I said I'm not taking it. I got some smart aleck that is a stalker that just criticizes that that I that I exist, that I live and breathe. Uh, I think that was just an honest assessment of people that have caught on to we were lied to. And I think people have had enough of this stuff. Our grandson is going to uh, prep school down in Florida, and um, he, he's been ice skating since he was four years old, and it's really good. And he's a, and, and they're doing a goalie uh, program down there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, they 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 want to build up their, their their ice hockey thing or something like that. They need a goalie. He he's he's good. So he's got he's. he's went down and interviewed and he's going to go to this prep school down in florida and anyway so um they told my son-in-law that uh, uh yes our grandson would uh, need a uh, vaccine shot this is what they do with their schools down there and so and so he's telling because our, our daughter stayed home so when he got home and he's telling <clears throat> and Kristen this he said um so Kristen says, well, you know, that ends that. And no wow. sooner had that come out because she, you know, she wasn't doing it. She wasn't going to have, let him be get boosted. So not boosted, but let, he's, he's never been vaxxed. Hey, so, by the way, Paul O'Neill, a great Yankee, he will not take the vaccine. He's not been allowed in Yankee Stadium the entire season. He he does games from his home on a monitor. Well, no, no, soon, no sooner had... Uh, the, the the school said this to uh, our, our son-in-law that they called right back. They called they called and they said, "No, we're, we're no we well, we won't re- we won't require a vaccination." Oh, so it's back on. So that's that. So yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, so they'll be leaving tomorrow. Oh, that's fantastic! And see, I'm a big fan of that. You know, if you say something and it doesn't sound quite right, you come back and you say, "Hey, you know what? No, no, he doesn't have to do that. It's going to be fine." I like that. I like that kind of thing. That, By the way, that should give you a good feeling about this particular school because that's, that's awesome that they did that.